that's be the ghetto version of anything. No, 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 no. We're done. We're already recording. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hip hop turned fifty this year, this week. Hello. We are here. We made yeah. it. We have like a very big show. This is like probably our biggest production since the Golden Nugget special. So we have a lot of guest appearances. Um, I don't want. We have uh, Shaq Calhoun will be showing up. Uh, Ozzy, the oh boy. Uh, Isaac, who is going to be doing ad libs on this episode. Don't Mama. do this. Don't do this. It is Quavo's album coming out, so I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm going to just turn that off. <laughs> like, I'm just going to make sure that's just that. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't believe we've done this. Have we moved to this part of our this. show? I hate oh, this my. so much. You don't like being a morning radio show on AM radio? Like, come on, guys. You leveled up. You leveled up. Honestly, I get it. I'm staring down barrel of a gun. Anyway, uh, like, staring down barrel of a gun. Should we jump into the so news? Let's then? jump into the news because we have a bunch sure. of stuff. There's gonna be guest appearances. We have a lot of news. It's great. Uh, <laughs> it's a I'm lot gonna, going on. A lot going on. Uh, I'm gonna start this off because this one's kind of near and dear to my heart. Uh, with one of the first album releases. So there's a couple of big ones, but what I wanted to bring up is a, a local group in Chicago, the Sunflower Collective is dropping their debut project, uh, Sheboygan. Uh, one of the artists I've mentioned on the show before, Devin, uh, the producer, Joe J. Beats. He's actually my roommate. He lives behind the screen where I'm recording this. <laughs> um, you know, I've just been able to get like a little bit of an inside look into the process behind it. I've been able to see their rollout. Like they shot videos here. They have a fun little rollout. They're doing Days Before Sheboygan. They're doing a series of skits that they're putting out on their social that's really fun and, like, really high-spirited. I'm really excited for this project. You know, it's more in the experimental hip-hop phase, but that's what people do in their early 20s, you know? So I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm hoping to bring them onto the show soon, you know, have a conversation about music, you know? Yeah, so Sheboygan, Sunflower Collective, be on the lookout. Like, this is going to be cool. I'm not- Excellent. I'm, I'm excited to bring them yeah. on. I, I've been waiting to meet yeah. them just in person. As yeah, well. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Devin might be on this episode if he gets me the thing in time. I, you'll know if he does by now, but whatever. Uh, like, you'll know when you... <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. So um, that, that's gonna be the album I listen to tomorrow. It should boy again. Yeah, for sure. I'll have yeah. to check it out. Um, coming out with some other things then, some other albums coming out, the long anticipated Quavo album. Rocket is Power. Here, Rocket Power. Uh sounds like a huge um Yeah, this is a big on. this is Yeah, I mean I'm very interested. I normally would not be interested in a Quavo album. I like the Migos as much as the next guy, but it's just not my thing, really. Uh, Migos. That's the crazy yeah, thing. Yeah. But he did the the song he did the tribute to take off it was uh, very touching it was very touching i was blown away by just the 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 substance there so this is absolutely something i will be listening to you know who knows if i listen to it multiple times who knows if this is like something i really beloved at the end of the year but there is absolutely no chance i don't listen to this this weekend oh yeah for sure i've been trying to keep up with like the news that's been coming out i saw him come make a couple posts and stuff Still no feature list. I don't know if there will be features. I'm assuming so. Yeah, there's no way there's no features. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Um, most most wanted feature offset. 
No. I'm upset. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I thought there was one. Yeah. Did they release a song together? They did perform a song together oh, yeah. at some show. Um, yeah. But I don't know. You know, there, there was a whole yeah. controversy there. Yeah. You know, family is everything. Um, moving on, we also have Mick Jenkins coming out with The Patience. Mm. Um, I've been listening I'm to Mick Jenkins excited. just randomly over the last month. I've been listening to more and more Mick Jenkins. So it's this is music. this is well timed for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and another local, lo- another local legend. Yeah, I was gonna say Loki. We might see him in um, a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, my god! What we're kind of teasing, we're we're gonna see the chance. Kind yeah, of we're gonna be at Acid Rap. Rap. So is most people well, in the let's city. Be honest. Did we expect anything else? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Everyone knows it's gonna happen. Like exactly. I would burn down the building before I let that happen without me. <laughs> yeah, dude, no way. Um, but yeah, we're super excited for that this week. We also have a couple singles coming out. Little Uzi is already back. He's been teasing Barter Sixteen, yeah. a follow up or not a follow up, but a collab album with um, Young Thug. But I thought it was like inspired by Young Thug. Both. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, think I thought it was a meme. I thought he was just trolling people. He was naked in like the photo, so yeah. A lot well, that was, a, that was a that was a that was like that was a play on the Young Thug cover. Yeah, but I mean, he is coming out with a single um, tonight. He will be dropping a song called "Blood Moon" that is produced by Mike Will Made It and also co-produced by J. Cole. That's an interesting combination. I'm uh, gonna I'll, be there. Yeah, I'm gonna be there for that. <laughs> yeah, a song, yeah. a song, 100. I'm there. Absolutely, I, I can get through that. Yeah. I will refuse to get through another um whatever album that was called. <laughs> the most recent one. Um, we also have another single coming out. Little Tucker and Kodak Black, the most <laughs> bizarre pairing I've ever heard it in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Like, um, I, I, I don't feel like this is that out of place. I think yeah. that they could make something interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'll listen to it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Oh, I think they're going to make something that makes sense for them to make. But like, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm actually super unfamiliar with Little Tekka, so I have no idea. Like, I mean, he's just one of the young cats. He came and gone, and kind of came back a little bit. Yeah, he's. I feel like he's one of the smarter ones. He was super nerdy. If you don't recognize the face, it's the genius video where like he says a line in a song, and then it cuts to him like I was lying um, about that. Writing it, he yeah. was like. I didn't do that. This is like, I, yeah, have okay. girls. I don't have any girls. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, like, I, I have five cars. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Yeah. People <laughs> also think he looks like Sid the Sloth from Ice Age. That's they make funny. memes where it's like him photoshopped with like the hair. Like Sid the Sloth with the hair. And it's like, I got black, I got black, white, what you want. And <laughs> Sid the Sloth. Survive. No, don't do that to him. <laughs> so have you not seen these? They're so I funny. Have. <laughs> I have seen them. I was trying to spare them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yes, um, we have that pairing come together. No idea what to expect, but I'll at least check it out. Yeah, um, Jasper, the album of the year for you is coming out. Yeah, is it now? Well, your second album of the year is coming out. Is it now? How, how do you feel about this um, album cover? I like it. Kid Cudi's insane album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little insane abstract, album. colorful thing, and I'm sure it's gonna be one of multiple based on like just what it is i wouldn't be surprised if there's like multiple covers for this yeah i mean i I can see it yeah that's that's been done both before though like 
Yeah. Uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy CD had like a thing oh, you pull right. out. Yeah, George Kondo. There were like four or eight or something total paintings or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, I'm looking at his Instagram. It says album art. It doesn't say album cover. So you're right. It could be something else. Yeah. yeah. But no, I think uh, it looks good, but it's just it's very abstract and it's hard to have like strong opinions. Sure. About an abstract album cover. Like, I don't hate it. Like, I, I certainly am not over here like, this is ass. But I'm also yeah. like, this is cool. Like, I hope I hope when so, I listen to the album, like, I look at the cover and I'm like, oh. like. So what does the, if you had to pick, like, something that the cover looks like based on the image, what would you say that it really looks like? Uh, Like a... Based off this image? Let yeah. Me, let me pull it back up. I was going to say, Brandon, do you see it? No. I mean, honestly... And this is like the first time actually looking. I saw it earlier, but like oh, yeah. diving into it, like you're asking me to. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about like the Grand Canyon. There's gonna be some kind of valley or something. Yeah, I I, I feel the same way. It looks like an earthquake, like a cartoon earthquake. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane. Yeah. It's insane, also. Yeah, I mean like I don't. Shake the earth. That's the thing. Like I don't think it's like particularly insane or eccentric or weird either. Like no. I like I don't think it's like no. off the wall. I think it's like. I think it reminds me of like, oh, this could have been the Arctic Monkeys second album. Like, oh. you know, it, it's. I, I, it I reminds had, me of MGMT. Well, not, uh, I guess. Their Congratulations uh, album is kind of, uh, has like a uh, wild cover. I don't yeah. know MGMT enough. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I'm having trouble feeling strong opinions about it backwards or forwards, you know? True. I get that. Purpose of your Yeah. The um, conversation. I'm, I was replugging my Ethernet for a strong connection. I wasn't leaving. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but no, I, I honestly, I, I don't know about um, MGMT to be honest yeah. that much. No, I, I, I gotta keep it real. I, I know which one you're talking about. I think that's a stretch. MGMT. I just yeah. mean the color choices. The color choices are like yeah, it's like big, that... like yeah, like it, they're similar in terms of that they're high saturation, but like. Yeah, this is kind of like it a flat like piece. Sounds like going to be the project is. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. It's going to be very colorful. Yeah, like, once again, I'm... I hope, like, I look at the, the cover when I'm done listening to the project and, like, oh, like, you know, the product, like, God, got to stop referencing this album. It's like the Turnstile Glow On album. It's like, after you listen to that album, you look at the cover and it's like, oh, yeah, because it is kind of dreamy. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, so I hope I look back at the cover and I'm like, oh, it does kind of make sense. We have a problem. Um, what? There's someone in the replies to Cuddy's tweet today with the with the image, okay. named ja- named Jasper, who pays for Twitter Blue or X Blue or whatever you want to call it now. We found your second account. <laughs> who is who is unironically asking, is Ye on the album? To which someone says, "What do you think?" <laughs> to which this other Jasper says, "I think this is secretly Kids See Ghosts too." To oh, that I say, it. shut up. Yeah, dude, <laughs> shut your it go. Don't do that. <laughs> it's over. Dude, Enjoy the I, good thing while it lasts. Dude, if I had like three wishes right now, I would wish it would be a... for like an end to capitalism, and then kids he goes to. In that order. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I guess like uh-huh. world peace. Do we really believe in that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right here. Like I'm just gonna I have something I'm gonna say and we're just gonna back 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 out. I 
You're going to hate it when Raytheon becomes our, t- our title sponsor for this God, fucking I, show. Not, we're not taking Raytheon money. I'll do this for free. We're not called the unpaid nobodies for a reason, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Bye. All right, I guess so. Well, that, that's all the news. Let's yeah, move on. No, it's so, a nebulous question. But I feel like everyone who is so far deep that they're making and creating a hip-hop podcast, they probably have a feeling or two about that. You know, what hip-hop means to them. What is, like, the big hip-hop moments? Like, like how hip-hop yeah. has been a part of their lives. So I wanted to just hear your 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 piece on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, man, I think it's impossible to not include hip-hop in my everyday life. Like, it's the soundtrack to my life. I mean, I mean, some R&B, but mostly just rap. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? Hip-hop. The you know what I mean? The bread and butter. Every stage of my life when I was... When I, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? When I was a preteen, when I was a teenager, and even now as a as a grown ass man, you know what I'm saying? And even different forms like being an adult. Like, you know, that twenty is then that twenty five, then you know, that thirty, then thirty three, you know what I'm saying? Like rap has been like a part of my life. So Yeah, yeah dude. Uh <laughs> and it changes you know, that's all the time. Like people gotta forget. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people people don't really understand how privileged they are. You know, what I'm saying to where how access a rap that you can get your hands on to. You gotta remember before internet times. I mean, rap with you, like like on MTV for an example. Like you know, late at night they'll show videos and whatnot. So you had to like it wasn't like a a, a block of video. It was like okay, this is like the hip hop hour, and it wasn't the rock hour. It was like all large and some. So you had to sit through. Like red hot chili peppers, no doubt. You know what I mean? Meatloaf, just to get to like to, to a rap video. You know yeah. what I mean? Like my my, my my younger days was more. Our experience was more through videos. You know, because so, my folks didn't trust me with the CDs and the me, disc or whatnot. Me too. So. Me too. Because like I I don't know how old you are, but like I was like 15 when uh, like YouTube started coming around, and it was just like it was free. Mm. So it was like you know you yeah. just go on, you can watch yeah. the videos. And yeah, like there's, I definitely remember like, you know, watching MTV because like I'm old enough to have seen the death of MTV, and it's like, you know me both, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it died, it died before we know it, before we even pay attention to got, it. Yeah. You know, oh shit, before, it, it is dead. Before hip hop was even really like completely and totally in the mainstream, or at least in that sense, mm-hmm. you know. And like yeah. I think like something, yeah. something you said that I think is interesting is like you had to li- listen to all this other kind of music. And I think the thing about hip hop is that like you gotta be a fan of all kinds of music. Like not only to like just yeah. find it, but like especially like someone in your position who's like creating it. Like you gotta be able to pull yeah. from yeah, like, all different kinds of genres, you know, some more than others. All different kinds. But like, right. you know, you gotta be able to have that open mind, you know. You can uh-huh. you know, you can be in a in a punk group and like just listen to punk, but like you can't really be in a make hip-hop and like just listen to hip-hop you gotta do the whole thing yeah yeah i mean because you gotta figure out where you can get your ideas from or what motions to draw from or look for motivation just in itself so you have to like study and go off the different genres and whatnot yeah so so that way when you come back to rap you know so you're nice and fresh and well experienced and well-rounded so bringing those you can't go wrong with that yes indeed and uh so like in your time like, cause we're all young enough that like hip hop has been around our entire lives. You know, what, what have been like some of the most special moments to you that like 
where the genre i assume for you it's got to be like a re- releasing your own music releasing my own music is that but like i'm always, i'm thinking about like overall like when i was a fan and like the things that i used to get a kick out of was like seeing cameos and different rappers dude yeah that's like because that's the thing that's like one of the things that like you just don't see in other genres yeah, yeah, and like you just seeing like like for example, I mean of course you're gonna see A Z and Nas video and vice versa, but like, you know, like like okay, like with Woo, when they was breaking down with the solo shit, I still thought it was just Wu Tang as a group. Yeah. Until like I saw like what was it, the ghost face joint Pale of Ghost? Yeah. So I'm like and it just just his just his name one, I'm like, Oh shit, damn, we going solo. But I saw Spectre Deck in it, so I'm like, Oh, okay, all right, niggas is cool. Yeah. Yeah, those those guys. <laughs> that's how. Yeah, that's how I used to like like look at it. Like, okay. Yeah, it's like a comic book. It's like RZA always called it like the Avengers of hip hop, and that really is what it is because it's like just like spotting everything and like yeah, like yeah. Those, those features and like those cameos and like the crossover element is like huge because like it just leads to like this natural discovery, you know? Like I remember, right. like being like, oh, I love uh, Kanye. Like Kanye was like the first rapper i really fell in love with and uh you know i hear this is after it came out but i hear uh late registration uh what's the song touch the sky and it's like who's this lupe guy and it's like oh shit like i've discovered this entire other <laughs> artist who like at time of recording i like much more like <laughs> like, right, so, right. <laughs> like so it's like the discovery aspect of it is insane and it just leads to like- yeah, and, and uh, well, that uh, I'm sorry, I'm bad to cut you off. But that that was like a little bit more of a given. Like what I was talking about was like the unknown. You know what I mean? Like like for example, Outcast video being being you know uh, DLC is in that video. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah, yeah. Or or or, or back to Wu Tang. You know, can it be so simple? MC8 was in that video. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's that- like tight seeing those type of cameos. Yeah, and like that stuff that even happens in the modern day. Like I remember, there was the Kid Cudi video from like back in the day, Pursuit of Happiness, and like Drake walks in at the end, and it's like, oh yeah, shit. I remember, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah or like yeah. you know, like yeah. yeah, and like yeah, like it's just like finding all the like visually being able to see that, and like it reinforces that it's a community. Like these guys, like they work together, like they're in the same <clears> spaces, you know. Like, yeah, I know now there's kind of like a culture of emailing verses, but like that wasn't the way it always is or even is today. Right? Like, you know? Right, right. So, do you have uh, like any final thoughts on like the culture, the sound, the music, anything that like you just want to invoke on the listeners? Uh, it's a, 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 two, a two answer. I kind of like where it's going, I kind of not like where it's going. You know what I mean? I yeah. still don't think it's. I still think it, the overall rap as a whole is still imbalanced. You know what I'm saying? I want it to be more balanced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just not. I wouldn't say like mainstream rap, but just period. So where everybody, I think if it be more balanced, everybody be cool because you can go, you can, you can go to get what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially in the digital age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it should it should be like as far as the fans, it should be like more respected. Like okay. My guy over here, he likes Lil Baby. That's his thing. Let him rock out. This dude over here likes 38 Special. Let him, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah no judgment and no shit like that. You know what I mean? That still goes on. And with that judgment, that kind of 
hinders or affect like the future rapper's perspective because it's like, oh shit, I want to make what I want to make, but <laughs> what if the people not liking it because I'm not dedicated to this certain sound? You know what I mean? It should, you shouldn't have to feel like that as a creator. That's interesting because like the other, we had Oh Boy, <laughs> he's a Chicago uh, producer and rapper. Uh, he's like contributing yeah. to this too. He said the same thing, like, you know, have an open mind, you know, like look around, like don't judge, like love everything. And I think like that really should be like, I, I, I hope in the next 50 years of hip hop, like we get past like this, like gatekeepy, like tribal kind of like thing where it's like, yeah, man, sometimes I like listening to black thought. And like, sometimes I like listening to chief Keef, and that's okay. And like, sometimes they're on the same playlist. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, they just the two they kind of create or yeah. get their juices flow in two different ways. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. To the judge, you pit itself to that. You know what I mean? I don't. Also, like the one on that cheap, cheap level, just have a little bit more responsibility. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you're no, not a rock star. I get that. You know I definitely agree with that 100%. Like, you know, if you're going to be elevated, you gotta be responsible. Be a little bit, be a little bit more, be a little bit more professional. Yes, yeah, so they tell you not have fun or whatnot, but like be a little bit more professional. Yeah, you like, know what I mean. And then, um, yeah, like you know, we got all the way back to the Panthers. You go all the way back to the Panthers. Like, he got locked up like once, so when they had the whole free human movement and whatnot, just then the third, it wasn't like he was. Really Repeating going back to that a single time, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, how many T-shirts can you make, or how many times can you say person every single time? And I think that's kind of like overlooked now in today's situation or society. And I think if 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 we can stop doing like avoiding that, I think that will like make the artist itself smart and not be like, damn, I'm not gonna make these same decisions and put myself back. I agree. Yeah, I mean, for money or fans or. Be able to put more creatives out. You know what I mean? I, I ain't trying to sound like an overtime for that, but it's like, yo, like, how many times you gonna keep saying free a person? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel that. I mean, he's not like a, he, these people are not like an average Joe. You know what I'm saying? They have like a nice situation going. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. continue to keep rewarding people who are making not wise decisions. Yeah. So, All right, man. yes, big thing. Hip hop turned fifty. I thought it was a big deal. So you just saw one of our friends, you know, come in and kind of say their piece about like what hip hop means to them. And that was kind of just like the concept for this video. I thought we can kind of like look back, like reflect on like the the genre and the culture and just, you know, kind of cozy cast it. Just kind of talk big. Like I think like our best episodes are when we zoom out and we talk like at a very high level about something, whether that's an artist or a trend or something. Uh, and I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to not only bring back all of our best guests, but also to uh, to do that for the entire genre. And then we got served a uh, TikTok. We're going to credit the creator in the description uh, where she dropped a flawless five song intro pack into the genre. I immediately sent it to Purvis because Jasper doesn't have a TikTok. <laughs> and which I applaud you for. Like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad when at you, you. When you think about it, we all kind of check and balance each other because we all have Discord, we all have Instagram. You don't have Twitter. No, I don't no. have. I don't have TikTok. So it's like there's like no, a little no. yeah equilibrium. Yeah, no. no. and Purvis has everything. 
Yeah, I do have internet. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna uh, so, we decided <laughs> to do that. Uh, and yeah, do you remember so, the five songs? Should yes. we go over them? Well, we'll go over that. We'll credit the creator, yeah. and we'll go over it when we do the uh, when we get to that. But first, like, why don't we all start? Like, just what does hip hop mean to you, Purvis? You're kind of the face of the show. You're kind of like our, I'm you know, face. you're the ringleader a little bit. I am the thirty-four percent. Whenever we get an LLC, yeah, we'll yeah, you're the thirty-four. You're getting fifty-one. <laughs> like. You know what? You know what? I feel like it's like I feel like Purvis is the 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 show host. Like he's the Maury of of this. <laughs> yeah. And then you just Br- go back. And forth. Brandon, you and I are the correspondents who come on and like get way too loud about stupid shit. And I, then Purvis comes back in and asks another question. And it just rills, yeah. yeah, and it just comes right back out again. Yeah. It's like, okay, guys, let's get it together. Sometimes, um, I, sometimes I feel like I'm Larry David and he's Jerry Seinfeld. Like, <laughs> what, what does that mean, George? <laughs> Kramer, like <laughs> I could, I'll settle for Kramer. Well, no, Kramer. I, I don't know. I'll settle for Kramer pre two thousand six. If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. You are definitely Kramer. <laughs> DMZ, where are you at? Oh my God, Jesus Christ! So, what a quick way we derail. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, fine. I mean, this is a birthday party. <laughs> it's a birthday party, right? Yeah. When Kramer um, was cool, how about that? What to 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 get back on topic? Yeah, yes, like, what hip hop means to me. Well, I'll do that, um, Robin. Go go say your piece. Of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of the interviews that we're going to be bringing up in the podcast uh, on this episode, it, it gets real deep. I mean, it, it's and like I relate to each one of them. I feel like hip hop has advanced so much far past just like. Mm-hmm a pastime or something that's entertainment. It, it The music means so much more. It, it combines with the culture of everything that I know. It combines a community with everyone that I know. Just like sharing music with other people is like becomes a whole characteristic. And <laughs> like it, 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 it gets, it, it honestly, it, it gets deep. And it's the whole reason. I mean, to be honest, why I know you guys, it, it, it brought us yeah. together podcast and, Ever since then, you treat it as almost like therapy. Just like the music, you relate to it. It, it expands to how you think about things. Just in, in general, I feel like it, it means a lot to me. It, it's extremely important. And I feel like I don't really give it its flowers all the time. Yeah. But that, it's, that's just me personally. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's a culture we all move through. You know, like, it's... And really, it's kind of the predominant one in American culture today. You know, the culture of a nation is a quilt of a lot of different things. Mm. And, you know, like hip hop's place among everything else has just only grown. And, you know, now it's it like, pop music now, now you go listen to pop music and they all have trap, 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 trap drums, you know, literally even like whispery bedroom pop stuff. So it's like, thanks to Metro boom. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, no other other genres of music have dominated, you know, like there have been other genre, like, you know, rock music, like in the 80s, you know, in the 60s, 70s, like it was like the biggest thing in the world. But like it didn't evolve as fast as hip hop did. And the mm-hmm. other thing is that, like, it's not as cultural, you know, I think even post Drake, like I think hip hop has done a better job of like avoiding commodification 
than other genres. You know, I still think mm-hmm. like it's falling for it a little bit, and maybe more than a little bit. But it's I think it's certainly faring better than pop music ever did. I think it's faring better than rock music ever did. Like, you know, rock music was 25 years old when it lost its soul, you know, and yeah. it got it back a few times. But like, I mean, I know. think that's that's completely fair what you're saying. Yeah. Even with hip hop now, it's so intertwined with culture with it being the main category for pop music. Because like you said, even pop music is considered to be hip hop. That's what we're following. It's our culture now. What they talk about in the music, what they express, what the artist wants to share with the world. It's how we kind of function and move around. And like huh. it is past the like obviously we'll joke around and we'll send each other lyrics We're like, oh, this is how I feel going to my nine to five. Yeah. But like it, it's so much more advanced. It, it's so much more past that. It's in our social medias, it's in our friend groups, it, it's all that we really It's talk how about. you make friends, you know, like yeah. and, and like it's this is way to make friends. <laughs> yeah. Easiest way to make friends is to be like, yo, did you listen to that Travis Scott album? Like is it like that's true. Yeah, yeah. obviously. All right, well, why don't Jasper, we uh, pass the bong what, to Jasper? Jasper, Jasper what, what wouldn't hear. <laughs> you, you two already put it so nicely. I don't think I can really add to that. So all I really have to say in addition is sick bars, fast cars. Yeah, I, I honestly respect that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you laid it all out, so you know. No, that well, is true. Yeah, no. I yeah. mean, and even saying sick bars, fast cars, like. The the lyrics just go so much past that. It, it's lyrics that you could actually relate to real life. I feel like I feel like a lot more often. Yeah, like yeah. don't get me wrong. There's plenty of like hip hop that's like, you know, out of this world, over the top. You know, I don't like, kill people. I don't think anyone. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, I listen to an Iron Maiden album, and it's like, and I rode my horse across the plains, and it's like my. <laughs> Not, not me. me. I didn't do that. You know, not <laughs> me. It's like I didn't. I never made a deal with the devil. Like I God. live in Chicago. Like what Common says. You know what I would give to hear Jid on like as the front man on an Iron Maiden record. I would do. Yeah, dude, Jid could go into rock one hundred percent. I believe Jid oh, yeah. better. Uh, Jid better. Yeah. Get better. Yeah. Jid better. better. Wow. Jid better. better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think another thing to me. Uh, like one of the things that have made it so special to me is that like I'm a fairly creative person. I got like my hands in a lot of things. You know, I do a lot of stuff. I make a lot of things. Uh, but I'm not very musically inclined, right? Like whether you know you just are and like you just internalize it. Like music is very mathematical, and my brain just doesn't fit like that, right? So like music is something that like I try to like do for like a decade like i played saxophone guitar bands all that stuff but like you know i just found like my heart wasn't in and there were other creative endeavors i love more mm. and you know there's something special about music because like when i sit down and i watch a movie you know part of my brain is always going you know how can i use this to make my movie you know mm. when i sit down and read a book i'm like how can i use this to help my book when i you know watch tv shows <clears throat> you know read anything you know how can this help my writing but there's a certain kind of escape because like I'm not only am I never going to make music, I'm n- certainly never going to make hip hop. Like, cause like it just <laughs> would feel very authentic, like inauthentic for me. Yeah. Uh, whereas I will do 77 episodes of a hip hop podcast. That sounds fine. Uh, like, that's within your circle. Yeah. That's, that's within my, can. that's what I can do. Um, so like that, that kind of like freedom to just like be a fan and like be a part, like watch it and like be a part of it. Like, 
without like that expectation of creation for me personally, because like, that's just kind of the person I am. Like mm-hmm. that has always been like a, a safe haven for me, a place where I can go to just consume and think and like, you know, think critically about like well, how it works and all that stuff. But like, I never have to worry about like, you know, what am I cooking up and stuff like that? I mean, that's extremely valid. Even comparing it to other forms of art, it, my brother said it, it wasn't picked up on the mic, but like, Things like this, it's considered a gift. It, it literally is a gift yeah, that a you gift. give to yourself into the world. <laughs> yeah. And so, what the artists are doing out here, like, yeah, I, you I, gotta appreciate it. You really do. <laughs> and like, you'll hear this when you talk when Isaac does his piece on the episode. But like, it's like magic. Mm. You know, like in thirty seconds, Kendrick Kendrick Lamar can put any human being in the backseat of a car in Compton, California. You know what I mean? Like. It's true. It's it's a magic trick. And it really is like the, to me, I think it's the most human thing in the world. And like, that's why I just love it so much. And like, I love all like cultural things that much because of like all the stuff you could attach to it. Uh, But yeah, man. And it's just like, I also think there's an angle of like, I've always been someone who liked a lot of different genres. And I think Mm. there's just like an angle of like, kind of the coolest stuff is just happening in hip hop. You know, like I especially like ever since the pandemic, like my I've been far much far deeper into the rock world than I have in a long time. Mm. And like there's some there's some great albums coming out. But like. There's been one great rock album since 2020. (laughs) All right. Well, two. there's been two great rock albums since 2020. Mm. As far as I'm concerned. Um and that's just not true for hip hop, you know, like it's, you know, there's just different styles, like there's different people like contributing and there's seems to be like groundbreaking work dropping every year, you know, mm. like just when like we thought last year was crazy, you know, we got scaring the host Michael and Utopia this year, you know, think about what is that is a wider yeah. like, yes, last year we had more quality albums. But, but like that is right. like that is a wider spectrum than anything <laughs> yeah, we got right. last year. It, like, it and like, look, maybe you know you choose the bet the more better albums, you know, because I don't know if anything's dropped this year that's as good as the Forever Story. But right, yeah, yeah. That's but uh, that, that's that's rare though. That, that was yeah, special. and it wasn't even my favorite last year. You know, like you know the Denzel Curry album. Yeah, I don't think anything this year has I, I have felt an immediate connection to as that album. But but yeah no and it's this year it was Michael so far but anyway sorry I, okay. I, I won't derail too quick no no um do we want to talk about like, no, no sorry say, no say your piece I was gonna say just building off of what you're saying there just like how hip hop is the end thing I mean it's the luxury of being what's considered pop music it's driving the culture and like if we're being completely honest on the podcast america has a history of stealing black culture no it always has is considered yeah no it always has. primarily for the blacks yeah no. <laughs> but obviously we we welcome everyone we we open the doors i love plenty of non-black artists but that's not the point that i'm getting to it's just the fact that like our culture is what everybody wants to be now you pick and choose certain parts of an artist that you want to relate to now yeah. travis scott has a collab with nike 
people aren't like Travis Scott, but they own Travis Scott shoes and they will pay thousands of dollars to wear them. Yeah. So like it's stuff like that is just like it's so intertwined with what we do on a daily basis that people don't even realize it's a big deal. Yeah. No. And we'll see. And we've always like and white America has always stolen, you know, uh, black culture. I mean, that was rock and roll. That was that was rock and roll. And, you know, it's like it's complicated now. FD Singerfire had a great thing about this because he's like the thing about rock music that's different than hip hop is that like, yeah, as hip hop has aged, especially post Eminem, especially post Mac Miller, like white people have found like more of an avenue like within that space. But they haven't supplanted black artists yet. You know, Mm. rock and roll was around for 15 years before white artists started making valid artistic like that's the thing. Right. Like FD talks about how like there was this period where like, you know, Elvis happened and that was like white America stealing that sound. Clearly stealing. Yeah. Right. right, Clearly (laughs) stealing. But then you have 50 years of people who have no idea of that grew up, you know, internalized this and you have 50 years of like valid artistic expression, you know, Metallica had nothing to do with that, you know, mm-hmm. and like a lot of rock bands brought other ide- like other like marginalized identities to the forefront, like, you know, Judas Priest and uh, gay men, you know, but like it hip hop has not been supplanted yet, like as a, a truly black art form. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there's been some really notable white rappers, but like. I think the but like, look at the playing field, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Simple as. Now, maybe because maybe now is a good time for us to reflect on our show because our show is just like about hip hop. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I what does this podcast mean to you, Purvis? To me, it's therapy. I've always said this. <laughs> it's always been I don't want to yeah. pay my therapy premiums <laughs> anymore. Like, I do, but I don't want to. Right. And. You know, just being able to, like, listen to the music and have my feelings and then knowing I have somewhere to, like, go and talk about them. Mm. You know, like, one of the things I... One of the worst parts about being, like, a fan of, like, novels and stuff is that no one fucking reads and you have no one to fucking talk to about it. You know, like... It's true. Whereas, like... Try talking to me about books and I'm like, nah, B. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> and it's like you know, or even like a movie, you know, you you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah sure, everyone's gonna go see fucking Spider Man, but like, you know, if I'm like Purvis, have you checked out Under the Silver Lake? You're gonna be and like, you, and you know, I'm going to eventually check it out. No, <laughs> you're not. Other- not this movie, and nor should you really. It's a it's an advanced movie. It's it's the uh, it. <laughs> it's it's the Boldy James of <laughs> not Boldy James. <laughs> It's like uh it's very dense. It's like one of those movies that like I put it in the Discord, like under the prompts was like, What movie do you love? But if other people hated you would understand. It's like it's that. It's like It's that one. Oh, it's boy. a Rubik's Cube of a movie. You're like fight it's like a Rubik's Cube that solves itself like while you're doing it. It's like very hard. I told you I'll give you five movies. So I I got to. I I already have a few of them. <laughs> but um in in terms of the question, yeah, the, the podcast is crazy, bro. We, it's funny, we, we bring it up every once in a while, every couple of weeks, we'll be like, bro, we're on episode 50-something, we're on episode 60-something, it's like, we're on episode 75. It It's insane because 
I feel like there's been a couple of walls I had to get through. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because you were very resistant to the idea of even being a creative person. And now you've been a content (laughs) creator for almost two years. I was getting attacked from all angles. Um, Like combining the whole religion aspect with my parents and not liking hip hop, the whole like business minded. It was a good freshman year to junior year. I was locked in. I, I would walk to school with a whole suit and tie if I could. That kind of locked in the business where I'm like, I don't really know creative field, but I'm good with numbers. And so having this as an expression of just like, or just like an outlet to like talk about stuff, it it's in, it's mind blowing. If I'm being and it, honest, and it helps you like with your thoughts, right? Like exactly, yeah, yeah it, it helps it you like crystallize everything. It strengthens it. Seeing other point of views as well is so useful, and even pushing it past the podcast, like being creative in general. Now. I, I don't write books and I'm like, I'm not that kind, I'm not that type of person. <laughs> I'm not that deep in it, but like, I feel like I've brought it into the workplace, just being more creative, seeing out other yeah. ways, like complete yeah. things. And it's so, it, it it's so, good. because like, it's so thing like interesting. Cause like, I think I floated this idea to you a few times. It was a few times. Yeah. And then like, I called you one day cause I was still drunk from a trip in Miami and I, I was, yeah. I was like, we gotta do it just cause like, how low friction it was like it really was like a very like low friction thing and we've come a long way you he know me, i was like bro what the hell are you talking about you give me a, a business proposition <laughs> he was so professional about it but i was like are you drunk yeah. but i mean it, it it obviously it worked out yeah dude it worked out <laughs> jasper you're newer to the podcast you've been around for about six months now this is your first podcast either <laughs> yeah it's not even your first one so tell us, like, how have you felt about being on it? Like, how, how does it make you feel differently about, like, the music you consume? I like it. Um, I don't know that it has really changed my consumption habits directly. I mean, it's definitely opened doors and introduced me to some new things I wouldn't have listened to on my own. But I think my my listening habits have stayed very much the same. I'm still very much, like... I tend to focus on one or two projects at a time and I dive really deep. I don't tend to really like spreading myself super thin when it comes to music because I want to be able to really learn it. And I feel that's how I get the most out of it a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like being on the podcast, I feel that it's really, yeah, it's been a great experience being able to articulate thoughts and feelings about art with people who also understand the art. And maybe have a different perspective on it, but have a fundamental understanding of what it is and why it's important or significant. And that's something I was definitely missing in my day to day, because aside from like some other acquaintances, a lot of my close friends don't really listen to hip hop or, you know, like my family doesn't know what the hell I do when I go to shows and stuff like that. So it's like just having having (laughs) that forum to be able to discuss it with people who have a certain level of knowledge and can contribute to that conversation without me just like talking at someone is a, is a great feeling. Yeah. Cause like it's, it's a dialogue mm-hmm. and really like, like that is like kind of fundamentally like what culture is. It's like people coming together and doing things and like, what is the most fundamental thing humans can do? And it's like, besides possibly fuck like it's communicate. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's literally two things we're here to reproduce and or kill each other. But I think this is great. Like, 
This is a little bit more healthy. Yeah, this is the, you know, and it's just like, and you, know, you always hear like hip hop community, and I think like you know that can not always be true because especially like the way. I don't even want to say nowadays because like, you know, hip hop definitely was a community in the seventies and the eighties, but like even since the nineties, like when hip hop moved from like being primarily something you went out and saw live to something that was an album experience, mm. right? Even that like removed that aspect a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it really changed my life. Cause like I, I do have like a bit of a different thing. Cause like I'm a creative person. I've done a bunch of creative projects. But, like, something I struggle with is, like, um, what is it, like, reliability, like, follow-through, like, committing, commitment, like, you know, doing yeah. that. Uh, consistency. Consistency. That. Like, that's a problem with me, you know? Like, I've been thinking, like, I had a book, I'm writing a book this year, and, like, I'm hoping to be done by the end of the year, but, like, you know, sometimes I go, like, a month without touching it, you know? Um, and it's, like... Yeah, being able and like having like Purvis and then Jasper like hold me accountable to like be here and like, you know, f just like implicitly just by doing this with other people like you are now like right. relying on them, exactly. you know, like, that, yep, I do the exact working. same thing for Man. working out. I love yep. having a workout buddy because it, really it keeps me going and doing it. Yeah. Gym partners make you go to the gym like four times as much. Yeah. Because I would not go otherwise. Yeah. No, it's it, it really is like it's nice to have like community and like we all came here from like our different perspective. Like it seems like Purvis, this was like your first like creative endeavor and like it seems to be a pretty successful one. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jasper has had a few in the past and like I'm glad that you've like found a home here. And like this is, you know. Say, this is your uh, daily job, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, not this. This is, like, a lot more fun than what I do for a living. The difference is, like, yeah, like, a lot of the stuff we have to do for the podcast, like, is, like, fundamentally similar to, like, what I do for a living in a way that it isn't for you. Like, you know, like, when we were coming up with the logo, it's like, yeah, I've been in a million logo, logo redesign sessions. Like, I've, you know, caption copy is, like, quite literally how I put a roof over my head in 2021. Like it's what I do for to a certain extent, but like there's a freeing aspect to it, you know, because like I don't have to. Th this is just about a thing I like. Like I don't have to, you know, write for a bank. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice, you know. It's uh, and like yeah, like it, I do like that. It's like focused. I like that. It's just like it's about hip hop because like it makes it easier for me. Like when things are focused, not so much like restrictive but like you know there's a point but yeah so we got here that's what it is so purpose we're here to stay until further notice yeah we're here to stay we're not going anywhere <laughs> it's just too easy that is true. sometimes i forget about the show like and then it there's zero issues doing it like the amount of times someone asks is just like how do you run a podcast it's just like you hit record you yeah, show up yeah and you press hit record you and then you go, you go into Adobe Audition, you hit normalize, and then you hit adaptive noise reduction, and then you hit normalize again. <laughs> we love this. We, we make it real simple. Yeah. Like, Should we um, one of our interviews then? Uh, well, no. Before we cut to the next interview, I'm going to – I want us to talk about, like, what have been, like, the biggest moments of our life. Because, like, 
hip hop is ultimately like it's a story, right? And all the story beats are like famous concert incidents, album releases, singles, music videos, right? We all have those moments that like really spoke to us. So I think like if we could just talk about a few, like no pressure, I'll even start. I was going to say, I can't go first. Yeah. Uh, like it was my beautiful dark twist of fantasy. It really? was, there was a, a, a girl I was like talking to and like, I thought was cool. And I was working at Best Buy like long before you did. It was in like 2011. It was 2010. The at the end. Yeah, it was my first run there. Late 2010, maybe three weeks after the album came out. She was like, yeah, I'm listening to this album. It's so good. And then she's like, I'm like, what album is it? I'm like, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And like I, like I had already li- known who Kanye was. I had like the three, like the trilogy. I just didn't, I felt, I did not listen to 808s and Heartbreaks just because like I just wasn't there for it. And she was like, yeah, like this album's incredible. So I bought it right then and there. And then like I was locked in since then, (laughs) since then. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. Honestly, in, in like, and go ahead, let your recency bias show. It's going to be obvious. But for for me, it wasn't the first time that like I got into hip hop at all. It, it wasn't like the first artist I discovered. But I'm gonna be honest, nothing hit me like acid rap. Absolutely no. Yeah, that was a moment. It, it wasn't even close. It. I just remember. I, I think one of my classmates showed it to me in high school, and even at that point, I was very early into my career of like just listening to music by myself. No, and um. Like finding a Chicago a Chicago artist that is also very religious, but is open to performing certain quote unquote sins or whatever, and like exploring that aspect and giving the lifestyle of a young black man in Chicago, like it, it wasn't even it wasn't fair. So ever since that start, it just it, it just took over. It was such a moment, yeah, for me. Yeah, that was a that was a big cultural moment for me too, because like another rapper that I got into really early was Lupe Fiasco, and like I always knew, like, oh, he's from like right here, and yeah. like really your backyard, yeah, like yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I didn't like really know what that meant. Like I was a very hard headed teenager, mm. uh, but then like when Acid Rap dropped, it was like, <laughs> oh shit, like this is a local thing. And, like, I had a friend who, like, had recently moved to Atlanta. And I'm like, have you heard this fucking Chance the Rapper business? And he's like, who is that? And I'm like, what? Like, how do you not know? This is everyone's Facebook status right now. Like, how are you? Literally, everyone was talking. See, billboards everywhere. And, like, the fact that, especially in his early career, not signing to any kind of labels, going by himself and, like, Everything just seemed like so down to earth. Everything is at home. The the advertising you would see out in the street is like damn near graffiti that you just see. And yeah. It's like, damn, like this is literally like this is my home city. And this is like damn near my life. <laughs> no, no, it was it was a moment. So that for me is probably the biggest highlight I would I would point out. Yeah. Jasper? It's tough. Um, I mean, for me, the obvious answer is Kid Cudi. 
being exposed to it at a young, much younger age, and then always having it around, but then, especially like Man on the Moon 1 and 2, but then really connecting with it and understanding it more as I got older. So I guess it wasn't necessarily like a singular moment which brought me in, but it was more so like how I changed to better understand and also, I guess, come to terms with realities on a project. And I feel like... Yeah. yeah, and I feel like yeah. that's happened to me a couple of times. Man on the Moon is one of them. Jesus is definitely one of them. That when I first listened to it, I was huge into dark fantasy. I was huge into graduation and 808s, like that era. Middle those was like the middle of high school for me because I was late to the party. And I remember when Jesus came out and I listened to it. And I didn't think much of it the first couple times. And then I thought more of it as high school went on. But then when I got into college and I started trying to be balanced being creative and doing creative side projects or holding a creative job while also going to business school i started to really understand like this man is fighting demons and limitations both self-imposed and also you know in, in an industry and i feel yeah. that <laughs> yeah, so that <laughs> yeah, yeah just like cir the circumstances of my own life that kind of lent more credence to the music i think were were a big impact on me across yeah. like a couple projects yeah no, i like that a lot I, another one that had a huge impact on me especially because like it was i literally finished writing my first screenplay at the time and that was mm. because of the internet like when it dropped mm. and it had the yeah. whole rollout like it was like like Crazy. it just like unlocked like the like it kind of unlocked like this idea that like oh i'm gonna make things for the rest of my life you know like mm. i didn't know it'd be in this capacity but like yeah, like that was just like the depth of it was just like wild to me. I'm not gonna lie, looking back, it's aged really poorly, but camp definitely had some of that effect. Yeah, for no, me. I, I, camp was big for me too. And it was yeah. like, because the other thing is that, like, you know, there was because camp came out before what was it? Um, watching, movies, watching movies with the sound oh. off, right? Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it seems like the most popular strain of like hip hop and like the spheres I was running in, which wasn't really what I was into. Cause like I was always split like at that point in my life because like I'd went to high school out like way in the suburbs, like by Schaumburg, but like I was working on the West side. So it was like very, it was culture shock every single day. Right. So like mm -hmm. on the West side, like it was very much like I would just talk about the music I was actually listening to, but like out in the suburbs, it was very like, the people like Mac Miller and the type of artists that Mac Miller like associated with pre watching movies with the sound off, you know, in the That's frat. Like Asher Roth. <laughs> yeah, like Asher Roth. Yeah. Early Logic. <laughs> uh, fucking yeah. other, like I think Chris Webby. I don't remember it. Like, I, like, like, are we talking yeah, like Blue, are, are we oh, talking like Blue Slide Park era Mac Miller? Like yeah, that, like that. Or? Yeah, okay. like Blue Slide Park. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, best day like, ever. Best day more ever. like party. More like party rap then. Yeah, like, just exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and like, though. look, I think like those Mac projects have aged better than anything else in, in its movement. Yeah. But then like Camp was big because like it was something that like everyone was kind of listening to. Like yeah, like it was can, like yeah, like people on the west side thought it was kind of nerdy and like kind of yeah. corny but like they were still listening to like a few of the songs like it wasn't completely irrelevant and it was something i could use like bridge the gap yeah i i think i think oh, it and tells... also one second yeah. if you're watching this jeff i'm not talking about you i know that you've <laughs> always listened to good hip-hop like 
<laughs> like there you go. I I think I think camp is one of those things where it like it it's very heavy handed and it's very childish pun intended in a lot of the ways that it yeah. deals with a lot of the issues that it brings up. But at the same time, it's it's really touching on a lot of kind of very fundamental human or maybe adolescent themes and, and feelings that, you know, as you grow up, you you have to grapple with in a certain way. So I think I think that like my freshman year of college, that was like definitely something I had on rotation because it was just like, yeah, I feel this. Like, yeah, no, it figure was, it out. That no, like there was definitely a year, time in my life where I listened to camp all the fucking time. Yeah. Like there was a. I just I think it's aged very poorly, yeah. and also I think the increasing quality of Childish's releases, yeah, with the yeah. exception of three uh, fifteen twenty, which I still think is better than Camp, but like uh, the yeah, the increasing quality didn't help. Like that mm-hmm. is definitely one thing is that I've I've noticed like now having been like a fan of the genre for like easily like you know fifteen years, right mm-hmm. like. It is like you just see how like perceptions of things change, you know, mm-hmm. like think about like Nicki Minaj is the best example of this, where it was like, totally. you know, people fucking hated her and thought she was the death of hip hop when she came out. But now like she is the standard that like all other female rappers are wrapped against. Like, you know, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think there's a lot of artists who have really kind of undergone that kind of transformation in that time, you know, like. Yeah. Tyler comes to mind immediately. Yeah. And like, Action Bronson a little yeah. bit. Like... Action Bronson, definitely. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And like the better yeah, your Bron- later stuff is, the worse your older stuff is going to age. Like that's yeah. just the reality of it, mm-hmm. you know? And like, yeah. hey, it's a good problem to have. You know? It is a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. Like, I, I don't think anyone is upset at that deal, but it is a reality. And, you know, I got no problems with it. Um, what I was going to say, my second one, since we're doing second ones. Yeah, I just keep it real cash, but yeah, go ahead. No, you're fine. The the second one that I had that I wanted to bring up, it was my first time trying to go back to the 90s hip hop. Because Ooh. like I feel like I was very generation locked, especially being that young and not knowing hip hop like that. You hear of the OGs. You don't really know. But let's be honest. Even today. Yeah, no, that's totally a thing. Yeah. People that's listening to TikTok songs and blah, blah, blah. And not to sound like oh head, they're not going to know what even the blog era was. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, no, they think they think Kendrick Lamar's an old head. Like, you that's know. what I'm saying. Yeah. So the first time I went to listen to a Notorious Big album, I listened to Duet's The Final Chapter. That was the first time in my life I said, no, nah, I'm not built for this. I'm not built for this lifestyle. This man was talking about everything, but no filter. I said, oh, my God. Nah, this is 90s hip. This is traditional, hard, grimy hip hop talking about everything. Yeah. That was me when, like, it was. I was like, oh, man. It was, I think it was when the Straight Outta Compton movie was announced. Yep. Not when too. it came, not when it came out. Like I got, yep. like, because I had gone through a really heavy Wu Tang phase, like maybe two years before it was announced. Mm-hmm. And then when that came out, I like dived heavy into NWA, and it was just like, man, like this stuff is not aged a day. And yeah. like I think maybe, <laughs> maybe like one of the biases I have, like coming from like being like 
before this, I was a huge rock, like punk and metal fan. And, you know, in those genres, you definitely have more of a respect. Like there's definitely more of a listening to older bands part of Mm -hmm. it. Uh, So I think like that was something that like I walked in and I just didn't have a, uh, you're obviously generationally locked because like hip hop is cultural, right? You're talking about like what's going on right now. You know, like you're always going to be a fucking like a slave to that to a certain extent. And then like also it didn't help what era we were coming out in, you know, like I can't help that. Like I'm really focused on the stuff coming out in 2012 because it's good kid, mad city. Like give me a break (laughs) and take care. You know, it's these excellent, like high watermark albums. Exactly. I'm actually curious, Jasper, because you're a big Tupac person. How was your first experience? Like, actually listen to Tupac. <laughs> so so here's the thing, right? I'm going to lay out for you the sequence of events that actually got me into the genre because I feel like that has a lot of context clues as to like why I am the way that I am. You know, it's like the the office. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> um basically, yeah, I knew so I had neighbors who my buddy Tyler, love Tyler, who had an older brother Brandon who was up on everything from like early 2000s forward so like 2006 i was like hanging out i was probably like eight nine at the time i was not like probably nine and then just like would go over there they had like cds and ipod like all the little things where it's like you start picking up things and learning about about things like that so going through like 2006 2009 i was exposed to eminem and then uh, Kanye, and then like pretty much everybody who was current, so like current Jay Z at the time, Blueprint Two, stuff like that, and then up to like Kid Cudi and, and things like that. And then when I started getting more into hip hop myself, because it became more prevalent culturally when I was in high school, I started out with Eminem because I remembered enjoying a lot of that, and Eminem kind of became the bridge for me to get into it, where he was still relevant. And still making music in, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. But he also had that connection to, with all these all these features and all these production credits to 90s, West, specifically West Coast hip-hop, right? So I discovered Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg specifically through that avenue. I discovered, obviously, D12. Um, the whole NWA movement prior to that and then also with that Tupac and Tupac was really where I settled just because it he had the perfect balance of the things that I like where he has a rhyme scheme that isn't overly complicated where it's it takes a really long time to memorize it or enjoy it it's not grating in any way he's very smooth and at the same time he's got that heavy kind of almost fat or thick West Coast instrumentation behind him. That's also comes across very smooth. So he's able to share an important message, do it in a way that's catchy and memorable, but also does it over instrumentation that's, you know, in a lot of ways still rewarding on like the 10th, 20th listen. So that was kind of like my process. I kind of, from Eminem, went both ways with the genre. And I settled more so on Kid Cudi and Kanye at the end of the day, in like the newer portion and then specifically more so on Tupac in the 90s. Yeah. And then just carry forward from Cudi and Kanye till now. Yeah. No, that makes sense, honestly. Yeah. And even speaking on like the older style that you were saying, I feel like it's it reminds me of spoken word almost. You're saying yeah. like, like that the rhyme scheme isn't overbearing. 
Yeah. But like you, you can kind of pick up on it eventually. Yeah. You learn the lyrics and stuff like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, and that's part of why I think at least right now I'm I'm working on this. I'm like trying to get more into it. People who admittedly people like Kendrick and Jid and ever and others who have like more complex rhyme schemes, it's fatiguing for me because I'm the kind of person who wants to go and dig and like learn it. And if I have to go back and do it X amount more for this one particular That's song. That's the best part. Like, it, is, it, it is. It is assuming. <laughs> it, it is assuming that for me, I also have an equal amount of enjoyment from the instrumentation because otherwise, I yeah. get fatigued by that. Yeah, I guess That's I, the whole balance for yeah. me. Man, I literally text Brandon a lyric today. It was the first thing I did when I woke up, and I said, "I just got this lyric." Like. Yeah. <laughs> I love years that. Later. I love that. Yeah. You listen to an album for ten years. years. You listen to an album for ten yeah. years. You finally put something together that you didn't do. Yeah, that has happened oh, to me oh, on Kanye oh, albums up until oh, like t- last year. My God, that's like so late funny. registration has had that shit for me. Yeah, no, it's definitely. Bro, one of my, you one be sitting there just listening, like, wait, what did he say? Yeah, yeah. And oh, one of my God. favorite interview moments, like ever, was uh, it was with LP, and like someone's like he gives like a rhyme scheme. Like, he's like, what did you mean by this? And then he's like, did you mean this thing? And he gives like this long, like thing. Like, is this what you meant? Hmm. Uh, Cause he's like, no, for having those really intricate like verses. And he goes, yeah. Oh, I just, it was just a joke. Like, which is like the other side of it, which is just like, but yeah, no, like to me, like the lyrical, like the lyrical density, like that. Yeah. Has always, I've always been a lyric forward listener. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, music is obviously, like, the most important part. But, like, that is just, like, the hook that attaches me, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to – it's probably why, like, even though I have massive respect for the man, I'm not the – I don't listen to a whole lot of Black Thought because, like, you know, the root style, like, doesn't vibe with me as much as others, you know? Uh, but, yeah, no, like, to me, like – the listening to it over and over again and like understanding like the the craft of it, you know, because it's like a good verse is like at the same time, like a poem and a guitar solo. And it's That's like trying true. to and like Jid is like the best example of that, you know, and it's like. You know, it, that is the part that I love, and that's like why I think I love hip hop so much, <clears throat> just because like that is what I go to pretty much all music for. And it is here in abundance, right? And, like, you know, obviously there are songs that, like, you can listen to and, like, the lyrics aren't necessary. You know, like, Chief Keef is probably <laughs> my best, like, example where it's, like, that guy could say anything. Right. The only wor- three words that are necessary in that song is don't like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you also need the three hundred. Three hundred, right? All right. <clears throat> I don't even remember what I was saying. That's the crazy part. You said that you have a confident answer about uh, for the question. Yeah. Do you have a the question being how, what what does hip hop mean to you? Do you have like a confident answer? This is is this what Purvis says it, or you or you just want to go off? No, we're recording now. You can just go. Ahead. I'm bullshit. This is how we I kind of do is more like a, it's more of a feeling though than than I would say like just a confident answer. It's like, it's like a mix, I would say of uh, of feelings. It's like when somebody says like, "What's hip hop mean to me?" First thing I think is like freedom. Yeah. It's 
I can say what I want, I can feel how I want. It's, it's you know what I'm saying? It's that, it's, it's the truth. It's a, a fucking a breath of fresh air. It's, it's something that gives like chances, second chances. It's the dopest form of expression. It's fucking, it's knowledge. It's everything. It's like, it's life. Yeah, honestly, that honestly is so accurate. I couldn't fucking. That's how I feel. Yeah. Wait, hold on, because that that's a lot to break down. I mean, that that is a really good answer, though. And and to wrap all those things into it, it it is life. Is how we communicate with each other. Yeah, I mean, everything. It is every. It's a culture. Like it's all. It's all parts of it, right? It's a look. It's a. It's not just a sound. It's a look. It's a feel. It's a perspective. It's almost an attitude, really. It's the dopest form of expression. Yeah. Like, because you, you can express yourself anyway. You know, that what, like movies or a book, anything, you know? Yeah. And it, it is, is definitely like the most show stopping. Is that what drew you to the genre, both as like a listener and as an artist? I think it was the, like, the breath of fresh air, the freedom, like, uh, probably how, how the generation before us felt when they heard rock. Oh, yeah. It's that feeling we feel like, oh shit, what is this? You yeah. know, this is us. This is us. This is for us. This is ours. Our little piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our little yeah, way honestly, to speak. It is so true what you just said because when you were talking about the truth and like the freedom part to it, yeah, I instantly started thinking because like, let's be honest, in terms of hip hop, it's simply bigger within minorities and like. We need our freedom. That that's a real thing. Like it's they, a call to action. Like you know, yeah. like, I don't think literally. It's a, I don't think it's an accident that like every major like demand for justice and freedom in this country has been paired with like hip hop culture since its inception. You know, whether you're talking like back in the late '80s with N.W.A., whether we're talking like Public you know, Enemy, it's what Public Enemy, mm-hmm. like when they were around 2015 <laughs> with Kendrick Lamar. You know, and that run of the Black oh, Lives yeah. Matter movement, uh, 2020, yeah. 2020, and Run the Jewels, I think, is another one. Um, and a little, uh, little Baby had that one. And Little Baby. That Little Baby had that excellent song. That really Man. excellent song that, like, really was just the moment, you know? Childish Gambino had that great one. Mm. And he's not even, mm. like, an artist who's known for that. And so, like... Yeah. Y'all so, got me on that, dude. Huh? Yeah. Y'all got me on that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good artist. Yeah, yeah. When y'all when y'all showed me his shit, I was like, damn. And then it's like, hey, he's an actor and a comedian, and damn, he do, he do everything. Yeah, he do it all. And like, that's true. Oh man, I really want you to even go even further into that like freedom thing, because like it, it is just true. Do you feel like? <clears throat> do you feel like a unique freedom, like when you're creating in the genre? I think it's it is. It's uh, no boundaries, like with hip hop. We, I feel like we're you're literally yeah. free to do whatever you want, sample from whatever you want. Yeah, and it's like if you're a ra- like if you're a rock band, you have to have a rock like a live band. Yeah. But like if you're a hip hop artist, you can have a DJ, but you can also have the live band. I was gonna say right? that you like, can do your roots. You can have the roots jump yeah. off. Well, I've seen I seen bit. Lupe Fiasco perform with a live yeah. band and Vic Mensa. I've seen a bunch of rappers perform with a live band. Jay Z with Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the biggest collabs ever. And it's like, 
even going back to the genre's inception, it kind of has that conversation with rock music, you know, with uh, the Walk This Way cover by Rum DMC. Oh, and Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah and Aerosmith. You know, people, people forget, especially people of our generation, because it was all long before we were alive. But like yeah. Aerosmith was like down and out it's at that point. Us. Like no one gave a shit. Like no one gave a shit about Aerosmith. Like at that yeah, point, because they were big in the seventies, but not Alicia Silverstone jump off videos. Yeah, this yeah. before that. Yeah, and like look, they were big in the seventies, but they weren't very big in the eighties. Like they fell off yeah. really hard, and then mm-hmm. Run DMC brought them back. You know, um, yeah. So like, what a you've been alive for the everyone we've talked to has been alive for the entire 50 years of hip hop. So I got to ask like, what are some of the That's lucky, right? Yeah. We're very lucky. What, what are like some of the most iconic hip hop moments to you personally? Right. Ooh. It doesn't have to be like the big cultural moment. It can be like the smaller, um, like, holy shit. Of course. I, I usually give like the first thing I could think of is like the, the Pac, Biggie, like their deaths is definitely like what the hell? Like people, are we dying because of music now? I thought, like Twister said, we did it. We we got into music to stop doing the gangster shit. Like what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like those, no. that that right there is probably one of them. And then of course like uh, just just like things like like artists from, like Twister, Kanye from our own city, you know, popping off, and you're like, damn, we can do it. All yeah, right, we can like we can right make here. something happen. Do you have any like final quick thoughts like on the genre before you? Um, I, I I know in 20 years from now, people are going to be hating like on the music that we have now just because like that seems like that's what's what's happening. It's a trend. It's all a cycle. And I, right, it's a cycle. And I think um, I, I would just keep, tell people like to keep an open mind because hip hop is, is, is always evolving. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it got to the point where we got, you know what I'm saying? Because it was always something classified as dumb music or something you don't yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I think, yeah. just keep an open mind because it's going to keep changing. It's going to keep advancing. There's a proverb where it's like, you know, in a perfect society, the young go to the elders for old knowledge and the elders go to the young for new knowledge. Yeah. Right. And, and it's like, I stay cool, really. I really. <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah, I really hope that's this kind of like cycle of just like, you know, being jaded to the stuff that's come so far before you. And then like once you have like. Uh, like 20 years of being a fan, like being jaded towards the stuff coming up now. I hope we're able to break that cycle because like, there's always going to be cool stuff coming out. There's always going to be cool stuff and there will always be access to the cool stuff of the past. Mm. And dope is dope. It's not, it's timeless. When it's timeless, it's timeless. Right now you can pop open that Motown, Billy Jean, Michael Jackson doing that performance like 1980 something. Yeah. And you can pop that up right now and see how like, wow, that's dope. And you're right. So it's timeless. Hell yeah. mm-hmm. That's very true. Like, God said there will always be poor people. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. No, no, uh, no, no. It, it's. And we're back. Hell <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>, no. <laughs> I'll, I, trust me, read of the Bible will be my last result in a people. conversation in like a, a friendly adult debate. Yeah. Oh, because I'll start quoting the Quran, I swear. Like, okay, he's talking about some DLC to the Bible. <laughs> Dude, the other, I remember. The oh, other, that's, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's what your Bible is. Your Bible is DLC to the Old Testament. Yeah. So uh, also, <laughs> also, the Quran is three parts, and the first part is the Torah, the second part is the Gospels. Like, 
yeah, yeah. but that's because the Quran was written last. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. That is the point Even I am extra, making. Extra more DLC. Yeah. <laughs> extra more DLC. Yeah. yeah, no, the four Gospels oh. are in the Quran. Like, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, Literally. <laughs> All right. So. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> All right. So. That's funny. We were inspired by a TikTok by, I have it pulled up, by Elise. She goes by Elise. We're going to include a link in the in the description to her TikTok where she dropped a five-song starter pack for Jesus. just to be a general introduction into the genre. And we thought it might be a cool little goof to do that ourselves, and it turned out to be the hardest prep we've ever done for this show. It was extremely hard. It was very difficult for me. I changed uh, my list. So times. I'm going to go off the ones she did. Okay. And um, give me one second. Let me pull it up. I'm going to pull it up on mute. I also have a request. If oh. we're, I think what? it would be fun That's if we're going to go around and talk about our songs. If we could read out or share maybe a lyric or two that's like the most impactful to us and what it means to the culture. I think that'd be fun. You should have told me this yesterday. I'm Man, sorry. I'm not ready yeah, for that. Yeah, I you got, yeah, no, I'm sorry. That requires prep. I, like, I feel like I could just do it on the spot for mine. I could, but like, that's so right. difficult. I could just do all of killer Mike's verse from one of my songs. Go for uh, it. But, uh, uh, I thought we would just give our rationale, like yeah, why we think that. You're in so much pain. Yeah, no, that sounds Bro, like a. I was just gonna get a song. Yeah. Can't give you a whole. No, lyric. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, I don't want us to be here for three hours. Yeah, so I figured we just do round robin. Oh, so the four, five she did were, uh, still Dre, still still Dre, in the was it in the club? In the club, Fifty in, Cent. What was the Eve song? Um, let me let blow me your play. mind. Let me blow yep. your mind by Eve. No role models. J. Cole. Huge. Money trees. Kendrick Lamar. Huge. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> so like a flawless five song list. Not a single miss. Yeah. So well, we decided that since we're taking her entire concept, we are uh, going to retire those five songs, which was hard for me because I really wanted money trees. And I really wanted no role models. <laughs> yeah. Which is hilarious considering who wound up on our list. Uh, like, but so, yeah, we have it. We spent all week agonizing over this. We're going to do round robin. Just go your thing. Tell me why you arrived there. Freak story, yeah. Yeah. All right. Purvis, you want to start us off? Oh, Captain, I my Captain? Yes, sir. Um, In honor of you, <laughs> I'm going to do the song All Right by Kendrick Lamar. That's perfect. It is probably one of the biggest songs at least in the past 10 years in my opinion oh yeah maybe more um just in terms of not only quality it's one of the best songs that he has out there the bars go hard the music the actual beat goes hard the chorus goes hard and it expands so much far past that it actually like it's a time stamp in where we are in our lives in terms of just like social movements that we go through in our generation massive issues that our culture is rectifying that you couldn't avoid if you didn't listen to hip-hop right you the the stuff all right is talking about is unescapable in america it it is literally unavoidable and like one of the things that we talked about 
weeks ago, Jasper and I was having a conversation at work a long time ago. You do not get a lot of like deep political hip hop albums. No, you don't. It's, it's few and far between nowadays. And all right, and just like that entire album. It's also it's also the rare because I have a very political song on mine. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think All Right is incredible because it touches on those issues while still being like empowering and like uplifting and hype. And like it, it bangs in the whip. Like it's like you just can listen to it. It bangs everywhere. You just saw it live. Dude, <laughs> blew my, it was, save maybe Metallica's Master of Puppets, the best song I've ever seen performed live was All Right. And Jasper was right there for it. Yes. It. We love. Pharrell's four count at full volume yeah. hits. It yeah. never fails. Never fails. That Pharrell four count. Uh, 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 yep. uh, filling <laughs> all of Grant Park. <laughs> Energy. That was the biggest crowd I've ever been a part of yeah. at a concert. Yeah. No, yeah. When, yeah, when that, I saw it was live, between it was that and said, yeah, it was, I damn near jumped off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, Kendrick was crazy. That or Run the Jewels was probably the biggest crowd I've ever been a part of. Uh, Jasper, you want to do yours? Sure, yeah, I'll go for my first. Um, it's a song that I've recommended before. I've talked about it a lot. One of my favorite songs of all time. Tupac, Changes, Iconic. That is it iconic. Doesn't, it doesn't age. And the reason it doesn't age is because it is so, it was, and in a lot of ways still is totally ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. The things that he's talking about on here are things that came true and started becoming like part of the public consciousness in like 2005, 2008. Yeah. We're looking at like a, a like almost a 20, 10 to 20 year difference on some of these things. He talks about people in the 90s not being ready for a black president. He talks about the Man, fact that the, the black community needs to change the way they live and the way they eat specifically, because that's something that's contributing to, to death rates. He talks about like just the reality of what it's like to be uh, oppressed and, and part of a community that is, is seen in a, a different way by the people who hold power. In this case, he's talking about police. And these are things that, you know, Kendrick went on to talk about and articulate even further and all right, but it's like, these messages go way back. And I think Tupac was one of the greatest to ever really pen them, at least in the nineties. Yeah. No. I fooled you. Yeah, no, that yeah, I, I could not agree more. That is an incredible song. One of the filtering things I did is that like I well no, I did go through a little bit of a Tupac phase, but not a massive one. Uh but yeah, no, that was, a, was a that's a, for sure. Yeah, no. And I know we're not doing the lyric thing, but there's one line or one little verse or part of verse I want to read to you just because I love it. And it's still totally relevant today for even more so now than ever before with, you know, COVID, post COVID, the way things have been, financial instability, all that stuff. I see no changes. Can a brother get a little peace? There's war on the streets, war in the Middle East. Instead of a war on poverty, they got a war on drugs so the police can bother me. And it's like, damn. (laughs) This is all still more relevant than ever before. Like 30 years ago, basically. Yeah, I was just I was just downtown and like further south than I've been in a bit, like where I used to live down near uh, down near like Bronzeville, Bridgeport area. And like the, the homeless rates around there have exploded. And yeah, there is no war on poverty. You just see like further 
action on, you know, other, I think in a lot of cases, nonsensical or things that are just a waste of budget and time, things like that. You know, it doesn't seem like there's anything that's pulling us away from that direction. Mm. There can be. Okay. Uh, do not scream revolution. No. <laughs> okay. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm trying not to. It's very hard. All right. If you had, if you had your, uh, your cat here, revolution meow. I would. <laughs> I would. And then we would meow the jewels anyway. So I hate both of you. Yeah. What is your first song? Brandon? My first song. And here's the thing. We have a very clear theme. Uh, cause we, our first songs are all West Damn. Coast rappers. Yeah. My and first song. Political. Cause Have like, fun. yeah, my first song. Well, mine's not the super political song off the album, but, uh, I'm going straight out of Compton NWA. MWA was the, uh, the, the group that I had like a big, like them and Wu-Tang were the groups that like my old school phase, I went through hard. And like mm-hmm. when I, when we decided to do this for the podcast, this was the first song I wrote down. I was like straight out of Compton. Right. Uh, I added it to it. I removed it. Yeah, because I knew you were gonna have it, dude. I love this. I love this album. I love this song. I, I I'm gonna be pushing hard to do a deep dive on this album soon. Uh, and yeah, dude. I, so my perspective on this list was that I was trying to be as diverse <clears throat> as possible. I was looking for as many like regional styles as far apart as I could make like the uh, the ages, you know, like the eras that they were in. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, the conventions of it. And like one, this is like the first big hip hop group, which like have always been a minority, but hip hop groups are a really big deal Two, I mean, Dr. Dre invented the West coast sound. You know, you guys don't get Kendrick and Tupac without this album. Not that like, you know, they didn't build and like, you know, make incredible stuff. You know, I do think, uh, like Tupac is a better lyricist than anyone in NWA. And Kendrick, you know, uh, <laughs> and yeah, dude. And like, I just love that it created gangster rap, you know, mm. this cultural force that like, yeah, has not been the dominant force in hip hop in a long time, but it's still relevant. You see it going in some different routes, you know, gangster rap nowadays doesn't sound anything like gangster rap from this era, save maybe Schoolboy Q. Uh, like, yeah, and yeah, yeah no, this is. Easily, like, this was the easiest selection. The second easiest selection on my list. Uh, And if I had to pick, like, a lyric, I'm not even going with a lyric because, one, I can't say most of them. And, two, like, (laughs) like, this isn't, like, the deepest song in the world that's just, like, crazy bars. Yeah. yeah. But the moment that gets me, that just blows my mind, gets me going every time, is the, the, the quick interlude right before MC Ren's verse. Where it's him and uh, Easy E, and it's like, "Yo, Ren, what's up? Tell him where you're from." Straight out of, co- <laughs> right? Every single time, every single time. It goes hard Look, every time. Ice Cube is like one of my favorite rappers of all time, but MC Ren is the rapper. most underrated rapper of all time. There, I said it. Like <laughs> MC Ren, most underrated rapper Push of all time. <laughs> and I don't mean Stimpy's friend, bitch. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> there's another, there's another that lyric for that you. That was good. Yeah, that was good. So yeah, I have the lyrics pulled up, so I will be participating in this. But there's what? There's at least one song on my list where it's impossible, and I hate you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, understandable. Oh, moving on to our second one. Then, um, I had to represent the ladies a little bit. 
because they've been such an influence in what we have here in the hip hop genre. As far as audience, the dominant force. The dominant force. You know, it like, was, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, the more the the more you attract women, like the more like dominant you are. And like I really think like it's kind right. of across the board, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. whether we're talking about Drake, someone who sells out the United Center, whether we're talking about someone like Run the Jewels, who has like a fortieth of their listener base, but can sell out Riot Fest and have a fifty fifty split. You know, gender wise, you know, like you have even future who is like not someone who you would think has a strong female audience, but he does. And I don't think it's a coincidence that he's stayed relevant for so long. Mm -hmm. No, I fully agree. Yeah. But um, what I decided to pick, I wanted to go way back because like there's not many female group hip hop. Like uh, actual like groups, like, I can't think of many in no. general. Um, but going all the way back to "Push It" by Salt and Pepper, this is yeah. an iconic song. I don't know anyone that probably doesn't. Know no, the song yeah, right this here, is probably one of the most well song, well known hip hop songs of all time. My my mother know, could sing the verse to this. You know? Low key, low key <laughs> my mom knows this song, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's just a staple of its time. It is timeless as well, where it goes all throughout all the generations. It's damn near a pop song as well. It is definitely like, in the pop rap vein. But I mean, when you think about it, though, they're a little ahead of their time. Like pop rap wasn't really a thing in the 90s. Literally. You know, like, it, yeah, there were popular rappers, but there wasn't hip hop that was simultaneously like mass consumable, but also authentic. Right, like, I feel like really? I feel like Slim Shady LP kind of ushered that in. I think Slim Shady LP is incredible, but I don't think it's pop rap. <clears throat> well, I, I guess th- in terms of numbers, I maybe. think it had like big mainstream. I think it crossed over because it brought in white America, but I yeah, don't think that's, that's necessarily true. the same thing. I, true, true. Like we talk about pop music not only being like a genre but a form. Yeah, you know, and I think Salt and Pepper is kind of like the first group to really put it into that like pop form. Uh, in a way that's like really compelling. Mm-hmm. That's true, but yeah, that, that, that's my second one. Yeah, are you gonna do a lyric, or are you just giving up on that? No, that's, fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. I'm, I'm okay. I will let you all do lyrics. That's fine. All right, Jasper, Jasper. what's your second one? We don't care by our our by Mr. Hitler. Our, our guy, Kanye. <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah. I do like the song a lot. I'm not I'm no, not I love I, I love this song. I love this song so much. And I had a Kanye song on my list until this morning. Like I think Kanye is totally in game for this Power was on mine for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, no, like yeah. Kanye's totally on the list for this. You know, regardless of how I feel about him right now, you can't can't ignore it. Yeah, I think that the the framing of this song is so important as it being like the first song on his debut album and also it being bookended by those pretend Bernie Mac skits, right? Where it's like, you get Bernie Mac alone. We we like Bernie Mac. Dude, Bernie Mac's (laughs) well, that's not. I love Bernie Mac, dude. But that's not actually Bernie Mac. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Yeah. but but just the what the fuck was that? 
yeah. <laughs> at the very at the yeah. very end. Yeah, gets me it's every like, time. But it's like how uh, he couldn't get the clearance for the the sam- the Ray Charles sample, so he got yeah. Jamie Foxx who played him in the movie <laughs> to come do the. Like... <laughs> He made it work. That's all. Yeah. yeah. No, I love. But, I think that's incredible. Like. Yeah. This this song is great. I mean, it's got. It is a good song. It's got everything. It's got the 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 signature sound that went on to kind of define like the the start of a of of a decade, really. It really um, was the signature sound. Like it's an uh, it was an unescapable sound, and I'm gonna say it. I think it's my favorite sound. Like of of the dominant sounds I've seen in my life. Mm-hmm. The Kanye sample heavy like uh chipmunk soul kind of production, I, I think mm-hmm. is my favorite. You know, I also think it's like a very I also think like how do I put this? I think it's also much more of f- a, f- a flexible sound than we thought for a long time, right? Like mm-hmm. Griselda is kind of taking that kind of production style into a different direction than Kanye ever did. Whereas everyone, I think, like kind of was chasing that Kanye sound. Mm-hmm. I think now it's like starting to open up again, and I think that's interesting. But we wouldn't be there without Kanye in the first place. True. Yeah, and yeah. and this is another one of those things where it's it, it it defines a sound and it it stands its ground so strong, but at the same time isn't ta- afraid to tackle issues that are not being discussed in the the mainstream at the time. Right? You've got the gangster rap image of the early two thousands that emerged with. You know, Fifty Cent and and everything that came with that, but at the same time, you've got the Pink Polo, and you've got yeah. this whole this whole completely different aesthetic lane, yeah. and and he's talking about things that you know and vulnerabilities and, th- and things that aren't necessarily popular or trendy, but he's doing it in such a way that it becomes the zeitgeist. Yeah, and it's the first song on his first album, and it makes that big of a splash. Like Through the Wire is the one that gets all the credit off this album. And all falls down to an extent, also. Like that, later that's on. my that's like my favorite from that album. But 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 at the same time, I think that this this song doesn't necessarily get its flowers because of that, because I, of those two, and I think it deserves it. I I de- I'll, I'll I'll give it real with you. I think we don't care is a better song than Through the Wire. Through the Wire is great. That's all album's great, but I think we don't care is like a top tier early Kanye song. I'll take slow jams. I'm sorry. Nah, I do the like slow album. jams. No. That, I was between that and this. Slow jams yeah, the first slow jam. album. If I was going first album, I would have to go All Falls Down. Like that, those verses, dude. Oh all Falls Down is great. Oh, yeah. my God. And like that kind of. Jesus Walks. Oh, Jesus Walks. How'd you forget Jesus Walks? Jesus Walks? Dude, no, Jesus it's walks? it's up there. It's yeah. up there for sure. In the tank, filling a Jesus, gun? <laughs> Jesus. To the Jesus <laughs> Walks? Double cup, oh like, uh, all right. God, I hate him. That he's so good. <laughs> God, all right. I'm gonna do my my next one, and I thought this one was like an outside pick, but I also really really like it. Uh, I'm picking back to back by Drake. Um, I support. <laughs> I really wanted to cover hip hop conventions, like things that the genre does that like don't really happen other places. And I had to include a diss track. And the thing I like about this one is one, yeah, I know like if we talk about beef, there has been like Pusha T fucking destroyed Drake with the story of Adelon. But here's the thing you don't go to a nightclub and hear the story of Adelon. You don't. You know? Adida. Isn't it Adidon? Uh, whatever. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like you, but you don't hear it. But like club. I hear this to <coughs> at bars to this day, right? Yep. 100%. And 
the fact that this is a song that like fell like one Drake is whether we like it or not he's the biggest rapper of all time the most popular yeah. of all time uh and th- this is this just works double duty because it's a diss track and a great one at that and it also like that was a huge club hit and like look hip hop has lived in many different places at first it was at parties and warehouses being performed exclusively live then it moved to albums where it like kind of still primarily lives but then there was radio play which started in the 90s when hip hop started to be more popular and then there was nightclubs when it started to like attract a trendy young audience and i felt like you know you can't really tell the story of hip hop without that so mm. yeah no i was very very proud of myself for arriving at back to back and um I fully support because it saved all of us from having to pick a Drake track. <laughs> yeah. And if I had to pick, uh, if I had to pick a, uh, a lyric, it's got to be, you love her, then you got to give the world to her. Is that a world tour or your girl's store? I know that, that you got to be a thug for her. This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Jesus don't Christ. Do By don't, don't do Audrey Graham. <laughs> Drake said, <laughs> "Wheelchair Jimmy from Degrassi got into like the a... booth, yeah, and said oh, 'You gonna make me step <laughs> out of my fucking frame? You gonna make me buy bottles for Charlemagne, dude? No, yeah, it's just it just works on every angle. Right, yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember I was on Instagram, dude. It." Yeah, no, this was I, just, I, just the cadence of that. It could have been an MF Doom line, right yeah. out of context. And he said that he was listening to MF Doom when he wrote this. And also, yeah. the most sense. the most shocking part about this is that I'm the one with Nav representation because Nav produced this with Forty. I know. He's yeah, but <laughs> I can't. I can't deny it though. Like it all comes full circle. Purvis, I am nothing if not fair, and like I'm just calling balls and strikes. I just think Nav sucks. But this is uh, this is it. <laughs> this got it. Okay, okay. Um, well, I'm gonna do. I I think this might be my biggest one. If I'm being honest, I tried to do some research as well because I wanted to get other opinions. So I looked at a bunch of lists, and this came up top five on every damn list I saw, and I remember the first time I listened to it. Yeah. But mind playing tricks on me by Ghetto Boys has to be. One of the most iconic songs, damn near ever. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. The storytelling that goes within this song is insane. Is insane. It, it's something I've never heard before. It, it's a true story. <laughs> like, you yeah. can sit down and listen to a a, tr- a true full story front to back from multiple perspectives about this song by itself. No, it's yeah. everything you need. It's what hip hop's about. Yeah. Definitely, and I like that we have some southern representation here. Exactly, you know, it's just perfect. Yeah. All right, Jasper. We've talked about this song extensively, but I, I think it's a completely valid choice. I gotta keep it real. Like I don't. I'm happy you put it. I'm not going by. I I text Brent. I say I know he's going to put it. I'm like, look, if if Jasper shows up with like Cuddy, Travis, Cardi, Uzi, I'd be like, okay. But like, like this, all right, yeah. this list, this is a great list, Jasper. This you did a, a great job. And like, and you I have deep song? cuts when I try. <laughs> <laughs> you you did a great job. Song? But you know what? Pursuit yeah. of happiness, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Because like, I do think, I it, Day and Night was on my uh, honorable mentions. Like if I have three honorable mentions, it's We Don't Care. Not We Don't Care. 
uh, Touch the Sky, Day and Night, and Mortal Man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it was Pursuit of Happiness. I think that this song is, you know, it's an anthem, but at the same time, I think it, it doesn't necessarily get its credit for being such a... I think there's more messaging here than people really think about. I think this is a song about hubris, and it's about overconfidence, and it's about the consequences, right? He, Cuddy's described this song in the past as being like he's trapped in a nightmare where he's making bad decisions. Yeah. And I feel like that's exactly what this is entirely about. It's like, you know, you're having a good time, but the good times aren't going to last. And I think that that's something that Literally. there's there, there's so much posturing in, in the genre where it's like, oh, like, this is we're only having a good time and all the music videos are perfect and everything's perfect, but that's not reality. And I think that that's part of where Cuddy really shines is showing imperfections and how reality really can be. And I think this song does that, but it does it in a way that is at a different level, just because of, of how catchy it is, how just, I would say consistently pervasive it is throughout culture. Like yeah. I went to, I was walking down the street to go see Oppenheimer in the year of our Lord, 2023. I was in Wrigleyville. Yes. I went, <laughs> I killed Purvis. You were in my neighborhood? Like, yeah, I was going, I was, I was walking up, I was walking up Clark. I was going to the theater that's like right next to the, there's like a UFC gym or something right there near Wrigley. Oh, the Alamo Draft House. Yes, I went to the Alamo Draft House with a friend of mine and we were going to see Oppenheimer. As we're walking in the door, across the street at one of those open bars full of Cubs people, you hear the Steve Aoki Cubs remix start up. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the Steve Aoki remix here, but I'm just saying, like, this song has been that, has had that constant presence since it came out in 2009. Like, I mean, the, the thing is, what, it's crazy. The reason I think this is a great selection obviously it's a phenomenal song it's a classic among classics the music video pairs perfectly with mm -hmm. it it, it why did i drink so much and smoke so much like exactly all, yeah yeah it's, it's hubris had, it's yeah, the whole yeah. overconfidence mm -hmm. yeah the fact that he had drake in the music in the video, video. yeah i love like, we took me and shaw talked about that because he mentioned yeah. he like, loved okay, all the little cameos you, in like old music videos I'm like, Drake, you got that you still. You got Drake. Boy? You got the Weekends video where he has like Travis Scott and Nav. Like, yep. it, it, it all comes together. But just like the fact that like hip hop as a whole, it always gets kind of like a bad rep from certain people who want to be judgmental. Mm. Where it's like, oh, it's only about music. It's, it's, it's about, only about cars. And people who are about racist. Girls. Yeah. Ben, ben Shapiro has entered the chat, everybody. Uh, <laughs> obviously. I was trying not to say it. <laughs> but, like, the fact that it takes a whole different perspective of, like, it's not always about money. Like, you go, you go do some crazy stuff sometimes and you need to chill out. <laughs> like, it, it's so much that goes into it. It's just like, damn. Cuddy literally saved some people's lives. Yeah, no, he really did. It fits with Cuddy's persona because he was one of the gaps in between generations. Yeah, yep. he really was. It's true. Yeah, he really yeah, was. He, he was very much like a, like a bridge for a lot of people. And you know what? I was born in '97. Millennials ended '95. I'm technically like early Gen Z, I guess, but at the same time, so different in a lot of ways. I feel like from people who are yeah, I'm you know, 20, 20 now. So it's like nah. this. I would fall into that gap specifically. Did you say '97? Yeah. '97. Yeah. You, you yeah, I know. yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Purvis, we're the same age. 
Yeah, I'm a year old. <laughs> you're, you're, what is it, six months? Five months? months? Yeah. Months. I was nine. Yeah, this nigga was old. But all I right. mean, it, honestly, though, all the songs that we have here, it is the most, like, personal one that's not egotistic. So I think it's yeah. a good choice. Yeah, no, it is. Do you have a lyric? Um, I mean, lyric. I'm screaming out, fuck that. I mean, like, <laughs> that, that's it. Like, what else am I going to pick on? Yeah. No, or you know what? No, tell me what you know about the night terrors every night. Five a.m. cold sweats, waking up to the sky. There you go. Yeah, that's you go. good. I like that. I like that. All right. So okay. So we're here. We're here. We're talking. We're talking. Isaac. All right. Isaac, so, I got it. So that? we're asking everyone. It's the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop. What does hip hop mean to you? Because I feel like everyone who's like a part of this culture, like we wear it with pride. It's like a big deal oh, yeah. to us. Yeah. It's a it's a badge we keep on our sleeves. Um. Hip-hop for me personally, it, that's kind of a tough uh, question to answer because you see the artists that you listen to and you try to almost be a part of or live the world that they're expressing. And so for me personally, it's almost sharing an experience or an emotional feeling that I have at a certain moment with someone else. They're just doing a really good job explaining how I yeah. feel. It's like magic. So that's kind of what hip hop. Yeah, it's like magic. So that's kind of what hip hop means to me. It's an escape from the everyday headache, or it can be a a form of expressing anything that I'm dealing with in any given moment. So it's a big part of my life. Yeah. What are like? Because you know, I think we're all lucky enough that like, you know, hip hop's been around our whole lives. So like, what are you would say like the most defining hip hop moments to you? Right, like the hip hop moments as for a me. fan. Like, what was it like the moment oh, where you realized the genre was for you? So when I realized it was really for me, it I would like to think I'm kind of like a late bloomer. Yeah, because my brother and I were come from a very religious home that looked at hip hop as like like devil music okay. per se. Yeah, but um, you know, I definitely had my own way of kind of listening. And so growing up, there was one particular person. I'm the oldest, the sibling, but growing up, there's one particular person. Um, his name is Jawan, but we always called him Poppy. He was like my big brother. My brother knows who he is. Um, he's been around our family forever. He was always like my big brother. And so I will always listen to or watch almost anything that he did. And so when it came to music, he was literally probably my stepping stone into hip hop. Yeah. And so I would hear him and we're talking about, you know, I, I was born in 1988. Yeah. And so I think about maybe around the time that I was like maybe 11 or 12, I could really kind of pay attention to make my own mindset of music instead of just going based off of what I heard him talking to with his friends about in general. So with him, it was, you know, he comes from a generation who's like heavy DMX, Tupac, Biggie, you know. That early 2000s sound. Early, early 2000, actually. Bleeding like over from 90s. the 90s, yeah. Yeah, late late 90s, to be honest. And so when I finally got to the moment where I was looking for myself, listening for myself, we're talking now probably, you know, sixth, seventh grade, I was really, I'm going to find out the music I like on my own. And we're talking, that's 2001, 2002. And so I was, I was like a, a drug addict. I heard one thing, and I just had to hear more. What was it? And 
so the first album i feel like i really really was just like i'm gonna try to listen to this on my own by myself the first thing that come off of my mind is uh uh 50 cent uh die hard uh yeah get rich or die trying um i really feel like that was probably the first album i went to find on my own all the way through from front and back um and then after that I feel like it was Kanye. And so those are two different sounds kind of to me personally. Yeah. It's a little bit more, you have one aspect a little bit more rough and then old Kanye is a little bit more spiritual, which kind of came to me personally being a church person. So that's when kind of when I got hit hard, I feel like around 01, 02, that's when I really like, yeah, this is something I'm about. Yeah, I think like that Kanye stuff was like really impactful for everyone because that was oh, hell yeah. that was like the first two albums I ever bought. And it's like very indicative of like my taste in music for the rest of my life was Green Day's American Idiot and Kanye's College Dropout. Right. Right. It was like and a- it, it is interesting because before hip hop, I would be the one doing the summer watching like MTV. Yeah. And so I'm listening to Green Day. You know, Smashing Pumpkins, like I was stuff like that because also I made a transition from an all white school and then my parents sent me to CPS. Oof. Yeah. So imagine around fifth or sixth grade, you go from private school, you're the 1%, I'm considered the 1% to, hello, how you doing? Yeah. Totally different. Yeah, yeah no. that made a big transition for me. That's super funny because I have like we'll talk we'll talk after we finish recording, but I have a similar story. Uh I guess like what are like I think we're all optimistic for the future, at least for the music. Uh mm-hmm. and like what is it that like you're like looking for? Like you look at hip hop like where it's been in the past, where it is now. So, I think it's safe to say some things are better, some things are worse. Right. Uh, I agree. Uh but like, where do you want to see the genre move and the culture move in the next few um, years? I'm kind of a person that has my own expectations. And then I'm also kind of a person to look at what's there and where it's going to project to. And so my own personal opinions, opinions may not match what I think is going to happen. But if I was to try to find an answer that blends both of it together, I do see a possibility that hopefully music from all genres kind of blind into one. Um, and where it's almost, you can't just say hip hop. When it gets to a point where it's hard to define hip hop because people will have arguments, conversations. Oh no, that's rock. Oh no, that's jazz. Because you look at people like Sminu, they're in, in Masingo. There's people that they have like jazz in the yeah. music. And then you have people like Lil Uzi. It's like rock in it. Or, uh, you know, so, or like Post Malone. It's yeah. Rock, pa- Post Malone. You know, right. even like fucking, not to even mention the decades of R&B influence, which is, exactly. which is like, you know, sometimes I feel like we can forget that those are two really distinct separate genres. R&B exactly. predates rock and roll. Like and, and that's a real good point. And, and what you saying that I mean, with it being crazy being fifty years of hip hop, 
I haven't really heard people mention Sylvia Robinson very much. Oof. Um, she's the godmother of hip hop. Yeah. You know, she a lot of people give her credit for being the one to put hip hop on records. Yeah. Before that, it was mostly R and B and soulful music. Yeah, because hip hop was like so, something you experienced. Exactly. It was house parties. You experience it. She was the one kind of first kind of put it on records. But she didn't come from hip hop. She came from R&B and soul and different things like that. So I'm hoping we have another transition of something like that that happens in the future where someone that's a part of one category can see another category and try to mix it together. So that's my vision. That's what I hope is that wow. we almost get to the we eliminate categories and it's just Music. That's, that's I think that I that's a that's a reoccurring theme, and I, I'm right there with you, because like yeah. even like yeah, because like broadly, because you think of like how hip hop has been marginalized when you talk about mainstream music, you know how people mm -hmm. are, you know, there's definitely people who take it too seriously, but there's also people who like completely dismiss it, you know, oh, and even like within the genre, you know, I hope that we can take and match stuff from like different parts of the genre. And not be so segmented, you know? I'd love to see, like, something that's, like, boom bap and high energy. I'd like to exactly. see something that had, like, the rage sound but had lyrics, you know? Like, right. you know, like I'd like... Jay-Z and Lincoln Park CD yeah, yeah. together Every... time ago. Second... <laughs> Second time that album has come up in these interviews. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good example. It's a, it's that's, a. I think it's the crossover king of our generation. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's what I what I hope for. Um, I try to. I see the both sides of things. What I what I kind of see, what I think might happen, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I kind of have a feeling that there's going to be this huge gap um i come from a world that fell in the middle of generations and i see it happening again especially like uh i don't know if you saw like the most recent xsl uh freestyle no i have not yet i wasn't going to because i feel like i haven't really seen a good one since like maybe 2015 2016, 2016 yeah and so, and there's some decent, like, there's some, maybe more than any other year. There are like some like people who have yet to put out a first album that yeah. are really good. Me and Purvis always talk about BLP kosher, about how he should not be as good as he is. Mm -hmm. You know, Ice Spice. Uh, I'm a big fan of that Mexican OT. Like there's a it's lot of like freshmen that are like good, but it just seems like some of these the institutions. They yeah. I mean, there's a lot of artists that don't get it deserve. And when I had saw the recent one, me being someone that loves hip hop, I was a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah. A little disappointed. And so I'm like, am I this old guy now where I fall to the categories like all these new kids are listening to it, but I don't like it. And yeah. So I'm hoping that's not the case, but I'm also, I'm a coach and the kids on my team, we enjoy listening to music during practice and we laugh and talk about music. And for the most part, they know stuff I know because of their parents and their stuff I know just, you know, trying to keep up. But there's always going to be a couple songs I'm like, you guys really listen to that? So I'm hoping my dream that we get to the point where categories are no longer existent is more where it's going to than the negative part that I just brought up. All right, my friend. Thank you for coming and speaking to us. We are so happy to have you. No problem. And we know you'll be on the show sooner rather than later. Probably next week to talk about this concert.
yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this one take us to our anthem. <laughs> dude, this is this was one that like when it popped into my mind, I'm like, this is it. This is, <laughs> Locked. This is the most iconic. I think maybe one of the most iconic rap songs released in my life. Uh, a Millie by Lil Wayne. A Millie, a Millie, a Millie. Dude, what, what is Point to me. Point to me the weak part on that song. Point Nothing. It's tougher than Nigerian yeah, hair. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know. This is why I fucking hated that lyric thing. Because it's like, how do you how do you pick from this song? Like... I'm a venereal yeah, disease. Yeah, like it's a like monster bleed. There, I just did it for you. Is a, a millionaire. I'm a young money millionaire. Tougher. The whole thing. Like <laughs> sister, brother, thing. son, daughter, father, motherfucker, copper, got the Maserati dancing. It's well, like a genius. <laughs> he just did this. He just said all these things. And like, here's the thing, right? Like, him wrong with him. Something's and like, wrong with him. and the thing is that it sounds so effortless. And yet yeah, there is me. no way that this isn't like, I know he's not like a big writer. I know he doesn't write down a lot of his lyrics, but like the thought is, has, is insane. It, it's, it was when he was still in his prime. He is. This was, yeah, this was his prime. The Carter three, I think was his prime. The it was, Carter three was a monster. was the best, <laughs> one of the best albums of the 2010s or What's the 2000s. A to a goblin. Yeah. A million here, a million there. Look at this <laughs> Although some of it didn't age as well. No, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, but like, you gotta he do said, it. Yeah, there's. Bullshit. Call him Dennis Rob. I said, come on, uh, bro. Call me what you want, bitch. Call me, I'm a sidekick. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Never answer when it's private. Like Damn, I hate a shy bitch. Crazy. Oh, my God. Dennis Rodman was literally a sidekick. We got to move on. I can't break down. No, yeah, dude. I, I think this is an obvious yeah, one. I think this is yeah. this is the I this is the layup it. on my list. A million, <laughs> little Wayne. That, that's a whole episode. If you if you if aliens came to Earth and demanded to know what hip hop was, and you played this for them, they would start seizing. <laughs> we would win. We would win. Yeah. Like we yeah. would win the war. <laughs> A million who would, who, or, or it's like who would win an advanced alien race capable of visiting us through light speed or like a loudspeaker playing NBA young boy <laughs> I'm putting my money on the loudspeaker yeah, <laughs> oh okay. my god um, moving on I, yeah. I think this is just as big as a classic in it's time period but it's much more laid back this is the cool persona that I try to image in my life it was a good day by Ice Cube. So good. Everything about this song and the music video just gives you West Coast vibes and just chilling and going through an it's average so good. day. It looks young man just yeah. chilling. It looks Not like a deleted a scene. Vibe. It looks from like me. a deleted scene from Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Like it, it's exactly it's, the vibe. Dude, he it didn't even have to use his AK. Still. No, it was and a good he day. Didn't have to use his AK. It was you a good know day. how blessed you got. It. No, let me as, as the warrior poet Ice Cube once said, "If the day does not require an AK, then it is good." It's a good day. I mean, and, and that's the other thing. Speaking of what you just said, Ice Cube one of the best writers ever. all the all time, ever. all time, yeah, ever. all time, yeah. So I, I had to throw it in there. He's kind of doing a Kanye right now, but yeah, no, one of the best writers yeah. of all time. Yeah. Uh, this song, like his solo career, crazy. America's Most Wanted, insane. Uh, that guy, like we talk about East Coast, West Coast, Ice Cube, like left NWA, 
found the bomb squad, like the best East coast production team and just fucking destroyed it. Right. Yep. On the dude, his, his run through the nineties legendary. And the second, so far the only person who has a uh, second appearance on this list and the only person who is going to have a second appearance on this list. That's true. You know, so hip hop is ice cube. <laughs> well, my next pick might have something well, to say about that. Jasper, walk me through some other West. Yeah, no, because this is another West Coast song. Please, Jasper, break, break down Did... this smooth shit before I scare the hoes. <laughs> Did you know that there are there are young people alive today who don't know that Snoop Dogg was a rapper or that he was ever on trial for murder? Yeah, like, we should put them on. Crazy. We should put them in camps. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. <laughs> anyway. Snoop Dogg is my next pick. Gin and Juice, certified <laughs> classic. Did you, did you make sorry. Isaac leave? I was just saying, never mind. <laughs> I started to. <laughs> but yes, fully, yeah. fully, fully agree. This is uh, this is the Capital West Coast vibes. No, this yeah. is so. So the the rest of my the rest of my picks are all very much in the lane of like progressive focus on issues in communities, culture, music at large. But sometimes you just got to lay back, sip it on gin and juice, yeah. right? So something that is emblematic of that kind of West Coast sound that we talked about with Dre. And then by one of the greatest solo West Coast rappers, but also one of the greatest feature artists of the 90s and the 2000s. True. I mean, deep dive on. <laughs> what? yeah, what hasn't Snoop Dogg had his hands in across like the last 20 years? What do you, Musically, when you think music. about it. Comedy, yeah. media, he, he co-hosts the Puppy Bowl for the Super Bowl, where they yeah, give away, yeah. they they do the charity yeah. dog event. Hey, hey, it's say, insane. Don't miss. He's he the, doesn't he's miss. A, <laughs> he's the, he, the controversy. He's, he's a playable character in Call of Duty. He a, literally is a playable character. He's a, He's the only host without a felon on that Martha Stewart show. <laughs> yeah, right. It's wild. Martha Stewart has been a jail, and he hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, love how they're like best friends. Like, yeah, it's really right. great. It yeah. is, it's dope. And like, but it is like I think there is like a gravity to Ice Cube that I think even people who appreciate him and even people who remember, like old not Ice Cube Snoop Dogg, like mm-hmm. old Snoop Dogg, because like t- this week I re-listened to To Pimp a Butterfly, mm-hmm. and like he has yeah it's a surprise, uh, and he has like a feature on it, and like there's a gravity there because like you're like holy shit this is Snoop Dogg. Right, he doesn't yeah. do features like that, like not often, you know. And yeah. it's like, and, and like, yeah, and like he does. Yeah, I mean, man. Yeah, like I, I, th- I do think there was an era where he was very hit or miss, like right before the Snoop Lion thing. But yeah. like nowadays, like the gravity of it, and I hope that Snoop Dogg is a defining figure in the next fifty years because he he bought Death Row. Yeah. He is just so well respected. That's another thing. Like we talked about, like oh, everybody loves Mac Miller. Yes, don't get me wrong. Yes, everyone but in our generation. No one's going to not everyone, like Snoop. My folks like Snoop Dogg. Everyone. My but folks love saying like, "Hey, did you know generation. Snoop Dogg's the one that doesn't have a felony?" Like, <laughs> that's uncle. That's that's uncle. literally yeah. that's uncle Snoop. And, and everyone on. We all eat. And you look at just all the things he's touched. You mentioned America's Most Wanted. Another song that almost made his list for me is two of America's Most Wanted with Tupac because that song is a force. It just has that constant momentum. It's unbelievable. I mean, look at the next episode. Like, this is a a certified classic, right? He's got so many of these classics under his belt that he's either featured on or just had, like, a key role in in some way. 
it's just like there's there's too many to count in a sense and so this is the one that made the list just because it's like it takes me out of that very intense vibe and gives it a little bit of breathing room in that way but i think it's still certified you know immortal song yeah i agree i fully agree i fully agree all right, Brandon, let's scare the hoes. We both gave a relaxing song. What yeah. is your song? This is not a relaxing <laughs> song. Okay, so when we were talking about, like, hip-hop moments that, like, just, like, jumped out at us, like, mm. one of the ones that, like, I've talked about at length on this show, Purvis shared it with me, was the drop of Run the Jewels 4. Like, during the 2020 uprisings, <laughs> it was insane. Like, it was, it was an insane album for an insane time, Right. And Run the Jewels is really close to my heart. And if there's one like pick where it was like, mm, no, I'm just going to pick someone I really like for this one. It's mm-hmm. this one. And the reason I did it is one, uh, the feature. This feature is one of the greatest females MC- MCs of all time. Gangster Boo from uh, Three Six Mafia. You know, she only does the hook. So it's not like she gets a full fledged verse, but she does have a verse on Run the Jewels, too. That's incredible. Uh and the the sample based production i think is insane you know it it's incredibly left field incredibly weird uh but mostly like i like songs that have like a message and like a point to it and mm. i i will argue to the day i die i don't care how new it is killer mike's verse on this song is the greatest verse in hip hop history like like dude, there are too many like iconic lines like incredible lines in this like the way I see it, you're probably free us from the ages one to four. Around the age of five, you're shipped away for your body to be stored. Uh, uh, and every day on the evening news, they feed you fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me until his voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in your house and couch and watch it on TV. The most you get a Twitter rant calling it a tragedy. This was written in 2019. Like... <laughs> That's, that is hard. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> the end of it is, like, Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before he laid down in his grave. All of us served to say masters. All of us nothing but slaves. Never forget in the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. Like, this is the... You guys don't even have the incredible, like, S-tier LP production behind it. Who is also gives, like, a one of the... Best hip hop, like one of the best verses of that year on this song, and just gets completely yes. like overshadowed, right? It is no, like that's heavy. the that's yeah, like to come out at that time with that subject matter. I think like this song represents the prescience of hip hop when it comes to social issues better than any song in the like better it's than why we the, make hip hop. Yeah, yeah it, this is why, why we, we do make, it. Yeah, this yeah, is why, why we, do. we do it. I I I think this was a layup. You know, like. Jasper, if you I'm haven't heard, you. Jasper, if you haven't heard the song, please listen to it. it I've is, heard it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, good. Good all right. <laughs> it's also it's fun to it's fun to put on when you're uh, in Chicago and walking in the snow. <laughs> just want to burn some stuff. Down I just, just want to burn some stuff down sometimes. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> let's let's take it home. Um, yeah, last, last round song for us. Um, this was challenging. The first four I had locked in actually pretty early. This was tough because I was deciding between a couple different songs. I didn't know if I want to go personal or not. But I think this 
along with my last song, it was a good day. These are just some smooth, smooth. This tracks. was an. This is a un, objectively in the top five hip hop songs of all time. It, it's a great song. Can I kick it by a tribe called Quest? Not only is that group iconic, this song specifically that just like, groove, the the open dude, fucking like, forget about it. Like, you telling me th- this is gonna be me at sixty on the porch with a cigar? <laughs> this is what I'm gonna listen to and and, and show my grandchildren. <laughs> this this is just it's an iconic song, an iconic group. I, I cannot praise it enough. It, it's it's such a good song. They were here last weekend with Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy went to the concert. Should have went I just to hear this. DJ Crab, uh, yeah, I would have. I I think if I had like the chance to go back in time and see a hip hop artist, I think seeing Tribe Called Quest with Fife Dog would have been. I'm not gonna lie. If I'm going back to an artist, the first is Michael Jackson, and then it will be this. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I hate no, that's that I fair. didn't live through Michael Jackson. No, just, that's fair. It that's is fair. my biggest regret. That's fair. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Jasper, this is one of the greatest hip-hop songs of all time. It is. This truly is. Like, whenever people... This is an artist that I think gets, be, be lo- like, talked down to, maybe deservedly, a lot nowadays. But, like, if there's ever an argument that this person belongs in the halls of hip-hop, it is this. Yeah. I don't know if it's deservedly. I think that people don't like the fact they liked it at a time just because of, you know... That's like, changing tastes, but yeah. you know that, that's why that's why I like about FD Singifier is because like whenever he talks about hip hop, he keeps it one hundred about Eminem. Like yeah. he, he had a very controversial take where he was going through like the top ten rappers of all time, and he put Eminem above like above Biggie, and like and like Biggie was eight, and like Eminem was seven, and he's like Eminem yeah. top ten, not top five. Yeah, better than Biggie. Yeah. Like, and he was just like, no, you guys weren't there. Like everyone likes to retcon it, but. Eminem was that dude. Like people, like yeah. black people, yeah. fucked with Eminem back then. Like the it culture, was a it, yeah. it was a moment. Yes, it brought a lot of people in the hip hop who like normally yeah. weren't there, and maybe the reasons they weren't there weren't very good. But sure. undeniably, you know, he has moved through this culture as a white person, kind of better than anyone else, save maybe Mac Miller and LP. Yeah, I mean, um, it's like Dre said, signed Eminem. He's doing fifty a week. Uh, the song is Stan, obviously. I mean, another <clears throat> anthem, for better or for worse, I guess. But I think this is another another song that has actually aged really well in the context of what it represents. Not so much the subject matter. Obviously, it's 2001, so it's going to carry all of the shock value and the intensity and a lot of the kind of uglier motifs that come with this album and also just like what it what it kind of represented at the time. But I think that this album or this song it really touches on something that's become very popular as like kind of a buzzword, but also people are more recognizing or more cognizant of it now. That being like parasocial relationships with artists, media personalities, entertainers, and basically this song put that idea out there in the form of a a, a dialogue between a fan and the artist, which to me is insane. Like this is just such a That's creative insane, yeah, hot take. and out of the box, like, like way of presenting this and, and to do it entirely with the, the sound of the letter being written in the background mixed in with Dido providing the fucking chorus. The hook is and crazy. Then, yeah. It's unbelievable. And then on top of all of this, 
you have this kind of escalation throughout. You have the steady instrumentation. You have the bass that climbs up and goes down. Bum, 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 bum. It just does the same thing over and over. The only thing that's creating this escalation is the vocal performance that Eminem is giving as Stan. We yeah. even have a verb for this now. I stan. Yeah. That comes from Damn, this. Like, okay, yeah, that's where yeah, it comes from. Yeah, crazy. that's where it comes yeah. from. Yeah. This song, the Which impact of this crazy song. Crazy that people hear this song and think I should call myself that. Like <laughs> Yeah, my tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why. Like dude, social media doesn't make sense. Let's be this this yeah, this song is just a f absolute force and I think that it 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 really has age just as well as a lot of these other tracks but i don't think it gets the love it deserves anymore and i think it should i don't know quite about that one i feel like people well I, I think with the whole retcon of eminem yeah this has the song and this album has devalued a little bit which i don't think is deserved that's fair i'll give you that i was gonna say you could have named a lot of eminem songs this yeah there's good. plenty of eminem songs that could have gone on this that. list this sure. i think i think like the the coward would have put lose yourself which is a great song it but, is. But, like, this is... First ever rap song to win an Oscar. That's yeah. pretty cool. Wasn't it 3-6 Mafia? What? 3-6 Mafia won an Oscar, I think, first for uh, Hustle and Flow. Somebody look it up. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this was first. Let me look it up. 8 Mile. But an Oscar. Like, specifically an Oscar, though. That's yeah, the no, thing he won too. an Oscar. I remember because everyone was joking that 3-6 Mafia won an Oscar before Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I just researched. Oh no! It, it, also, when Flow came out three years later. No, that's yeah. Because no, this was 2003 for Eight Mile. Yeah, no, this was that was 2006. Okay, so fucking Eminem. <laughs> Eminem. But Lose Yourself deserves it though. Lose Yourself's incredible. Like it is, yeah. And, and it gave like, us so many good memes. Yeah, but I think this song and also uh, Till I Collapse are probably like Till I Collapse is up there. Like Eminem more... show, Eminem show underrated. No. That album is good. No. All right, I'll close this out because, like, look, we talked about bars. We talked about having a political perspective. We talked about, like, having it all together. And this song, I think, just does it all at once. It's, like, an easy listening experience. It has a point, like, a really specific point to it. But it also, like, you could just put it on the car. You could just put it on while you're gaming, and it just works. I'm picking Neighbors by J. Cole. I love that you added this. Yeah, dude, Neighbors by J. Cole. Like, I'm not even the biggest fan of this album. I think it's by far J. Cole's weakest album. Uh, but this song, I think, just threads so many needles. And, it, and like, it has, like, the... It has, like, a deep, like, point about, like, how... Like, the perception of black people in white spaces. But then it has just, like, the greatest hook of all time, basically. The neighbors think I'm selling dope. Bro. The sample oh, is his guy. own song reversed. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Who thinks of that? Yeah, and like... I'll look, tell you who. Electric Light Orchestra. Look him <laughs> up. Yeah. No, I, and like, look, J. Cole is like right there with Kendrick in terms of like carrying the flame for hip hop as well as like, I think the thing he does better than Kendrick is like bridge with younger audiences, like with younger like creators he is literally the kendrick child. kendrick had to get his cousin into the game to do that like all it took was 150 <laughs> grams of protein yeah. literally too much to protein <laughs> otherwise j cole is literally the middle child when you think yeah, about he's literally... j cole low-key shout out to my wife she's the one that said it j cole is the first 
artists that kind of made it okay for real hard dudes to express their feelings with wet dreams. Yeah. No rapper really said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to rap about some vulnerable stuff. Yeah. Like, like right. And it's, it's okay. And like, it's the. It, what? Drake. Drake was no, made fun no, of, though. We, That's the thing, though. Ne- people never clowned okay. on J. Cole. Right. People exactly. clowned okay, on Drake. Brought up Drake. Liz said the, it. Liz like. People Drake clown on J. Cole's fans. Yeah. They clown him for being the song. Okay, that's true. Jay and even Kid Cudi got like a little bit hard. of it. Yeah. 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 He yeah. said, okay, this nigga's spitting. Okay, okay. Yeah, like J. Cole uh, never I, got I, that kind of pushback. If, yeah. if anything, like he's an he's another rapper with a huge female fan base. Yes. But he never had like, you know, not like that kind of vibe where like he was like laughed at by the more serious yeah, yeah, yeah. aspects of the culture. Yeah. Like Drake got that fun. really bad, like way undeservedly. Yeah. And Kid Cudi got that a little, and that was undeserving because Kid Cudi's great. But like right. J. Cole didn't get that at all. Mm, and like yeah. J. Cole fans was made fun of for playing chess. Like that is is a difference. Dude, I, when Jasper <laughs> said when Jasper said they're playing chess in the Kendrick Mosh bits, <laughs> Rachel almost choked on her spit. She was like, That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Dude, I got Rachel twice. Yeah, I got Rachel got, with that. Geez. And then the other the other time was when Kendrick was about to come out and the DJ was like, Y'all ready for Kendrick Lamar? And I did the, the little John Yeah scream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that got her. I, I saw her turn. <laughs> to you with her eyes wide as fuck yeah. <laughs> that shit was oh so funny so <laughs> yeah dude so it was just i think we picked 15 seller songs we gotta put this in a playlist we picked some good songs yeah, perfect good put songs. this in a playlist i will make this into a playlist guys not giving recommended songs. yeah i was just about to say like are we giving recommendations we just no nothing, nothing can follow this nothing, yeah, can nothing can follow this, this. i on. have a belly song in my notes like i can't I do this, this go ahead i do want to say this i I'm not gonna jump in. I just want to name five artists that I think deserve respect. I'm do not it, gonna give a song. Do it rapid fire. Five artists. Uh-huh. Um, Missy Elliott. Okay, oh, yes. 100%. I agreed. I was gonna put work it. Cameron. Yep. Okay. Jay Z. Yeah. yeah. I don't have the experience. Yeah, I just never went to Jay Z face. You just mentioned him, Little John. Yeah. Yeah, and bust, and busting rhymes. Yeah, all of those deserve deserve some I'll time. just say Absolutely. that because and, I'm a little bit older and I live through yeah. their music. Those five deserve respect. And there was okay. one song that me and Purvis like isolated, and we're like, we can't possibly was have this okay? for our... no. It was Lupe. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. So I see. Like, if there's a if there's gonna be a song that I think like should start off our playlist as yeah, like if you unpay nobody's rec- collectively. It was Lupe Fiasco's "Hip Hop Saved My Life," right? Classic. Like, classic, cla- no dude, classic. I saw him live movie. in the rain, and I cried during that song. Like, it was yeah. low key. Like, that's another one of my top five best concert experiences. I, I, I put it in the doc as the main overview song, and I was like, "No, let me delete." No, <laughs> I thought that was genius. That's like our. I would say that's like our sixth man, like as a group. That's our, yeah. Hip hop saved my life. We're gonna end with that. We're gonna hip hop. We're going to end with hip hop save our life. Perfect. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this uh, birthday party for uh, a genre of music. Uh, Happy hip hop. It's a celebration, bitches. It's a celebration. <laughs> you know what this shit is. <laughs>